How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining me. You know, I think it's going on three years, something like that. Go. Cool. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if you want to turn, I guess that light is on. I got this one here too. My only complaint is I wish it had more windows. Yeah. So people fucking break in. Yeah, that's true. Skylight maybe, right? What's on the roof? Rock, rubber, and rock. <sighs> no, it's a metal roof. Metal. Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Yeah, man. I went ahead and just hit the. Hit the button already. Cool. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. You got your little uh, picnic basket. Yeah. Never know what you might need. Yeah. Let's see how we sound here. So, no work today? I did already. I worked at six. Yeah. Let's see. It's brief. I'm going to turn this a little bit towards you. There you go. Yeah, man. Glad you're here. Glad to be here. Third time on the show, first time in the shop. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah. Like I said I came down through the city. I looked at it, you know, did the Kessler, Bent Kessler Shuffle. Yeah. It's a good road. Yeah. So what, Kessler to Tibbs? Yep. Yep. Down past the drive-in? Yep. Yep. Yeah, saw some neat sights on the way, you know. Yeah, my buddy was driving. He just bought this box truck, and uh, he had it here, and he was going into the city to meet up with his sister or whatever. Uh, he drove this thing all the way back from California, and he's going up Tibbs, not thinking of it, you know, anything of it. Yep. Gets to that, that railroad overpass, mm, mm-hmm. low, low bridge, and he scalped the fucker. Oh, yeah, it's tight right there, yeah. even side to side. That's yeah. a small hole. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, well, it, uh, it's the curves. Yeah. Yeah, it's an arched way or whatever, so it just psh, peeled the whole top right back. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck, man. I felt bad for him, but at the same time, it's like, dude, didn't you see it? Like, Yeah, it's coming out. It's a rental, though, right? No. No, he, it was he, his... He had been bought it. Driving it for a while. He was gonna. He was gonna turn it into an RV. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you could say if it's a rental and you're moving it, you're not used to it. You go to Wendy's and you rip the top off. I've seen that before. Right. Right. The guy that did that like three times in one week, mm-hmm. though, with the truck. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's the same height. All of them. You got to stop driving on this stuff, bro. I see it all the time there at uh, what is it, college in Ohio or something, where people are turning under that crazy yeah. 
you know, the bridgeway and fucking, I've seen Airstream trailers in there just scrape the whole sides of them. The first year I came to Indiana was 1976, and uh, my folks lived over by the reef off of Keystone. And I was riding my bike with my brother, and we went under the Monon Bridge, and it was lower. They hadn't raised it. It was 11 feet or something, and a semi had just gone under it. And the semi and most of the trailer got through, and then the trailer ripped open and broke, like a, somebody ripped a bag of bread open, and it was full of frozen chicken and uh, orange juice and stuff like that. And people were scooping it up out of the street. I bet. I mean, it was just like tons of food, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember looking at that, you know, I was here for the bicentennial, bicentennial year, you know, first time. Hmm. They raised the bridge since then. There wasn't any path or anything there yet. Yeah. Yeah. The city's changed and, you know, I'm not old enough to really have seen much of it, but I know it, you know. At different parts prosper and other parts kind of perish, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, like just coming down through this section, like I'm coming through where it's super industrial, where the gas plant and all the other weird stuff is and looking at it, you know. And I see a couple pushing a baby carriage, and I think that's a weird spot for like a you know young couple. They were in their twenties or something. It was just full of scrap metal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a baby in there. I don't no, think. But people use strollers. People use wheelbarrows. People use little carts of all kind. You know, around here, man. I'm just glad I'm in Maywood and not Mars Hill. Yep. You know, I don't know how often you've gone through I'm Mars Hill. Just but, familiar with the name of it itself. Yeah. Just kind of feels itchy maybe a little yeah for people yeah well just driving through there man is sketch like just a lot of a lot of junkies and shit you know it's interesting it's like a certain time of day you can go by a neighborhood and judge it like if the activity is the same at 2 30 in the afternoon as it is at 2 30 in the morning like mm-hmm. there's the same amount of people out because nobody's working mm-hmm. it's kind of a good judge at like the neighborhood and maybe a little sketch you know yeah Yep. I don't know. I halfway worry about getting broke into here, but it's kind of low key, thankfully. So I think, you know, if you inhabit it the way you are, you're probably fine. If you tried to move in here and like have a poodle and you started trimming the bushes and you were hanging out with like a lady and like a leotard, you might have an issue. But like at my house, I have very rarely have issues, but I think my house is really scary looking. Mm. So I don't think anybody's going to break in. I think my son told me that one day. He's like, dude, nobody's breaking in here. Your house looks scary. <laughs> you don't have to lock the doors. Maybe there's that. maybe there's something to that. Yeah, yeah. Come on in if you dare. Huh. Yeah, it's like urban camouflage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I, I told you the other day when I saw you. It was like, I guess just yesterday. It's like I've been in a podcasting slump, mm-hmm. so I, <laughs> you know, I I kind of almost just been waiting to have a good guest to break me out of it, and uh, you're like, you know, you're just the type of dude from the last two appearances you've had. Like, I think you uh, you're on a certain level of understanding that, uh, like, we, I just think we're in kind of a weird time right now. It's uh, it's bizarre. I mean, it's yeah. I I quit. You know, there was stuff I used to look at, like different shows that would pop up, and then different people became different characters for me. You know, 
you watch any of the news programs for any reason, news attainment or political theater, everything's called theater anyway, theater of war, political theater, it's all smoke and mirrors and puppets doing stuff, you know. Uh, you had like Tucker Carlson or these knuckleheads on Fox, right? And like certain people, like his stick is, can you believe in America now? It's like, he, how long has it been that things are goofy? Like, what is it you want to believe? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it you can't believe anymore? This, I, I really wanted last year when I spent time in Virginia in the woods to get to a point where I don't even know the news stories to respond to them anymore. And I, I don't even want you to bother to tell me the Queen's dead or any of that anymore. I didn't even, I barely, I want to get there. I don't even care where I laugh. Like, what are you saying? Like, Amish. Like, I don't even know what you're saying. Who? <laughs> the Queen of what? <laughs> yeah. Like, from the Alice in Wonderland Queen the, of Hearts? The queen. That one? That's yeah, his, dude. You know? I, I, I do. There's so many issues that I've ceased to care about. Um, and it's kind of, like, hard to pretend to give a shit. It's, I just think your subconscious like wants to serve you and wherever you put your attention is what's going to come foremost in your mind. Like imagine you buy a car or you're thinking about something or somebody tells you about something and then the next day you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you know Toyota made a convertible truck? It's a pickup truck, but it's a convertible. Dodge made one. Dodge Dakota makes a convertible pickup truck. There was a short run of the Forerunner where it was pretty much like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now that that's, now that I mention that, maybe tomorrow or the next day you'll see one driving by on the road. Why? I mean, did I just mention it? And now you noticed it, or is something forcing it to happen? Almost. I mean, so where you put your attention is what will be foremost in your mind. It's. Mm-hmm. It, I was looking at some stuff by Steiner and some of these other people. Neville Goddard, I think, is the name of this other kind of Rosicrucian type of dude. He was saying kind of like your conscious is male, direct stuff during the day, comes up with ideas, and your subconscious is female, and it's subordinate to your conscious, so it's, it wants to do whatever your conscious says. So whatever you think of during the day and right before you go to bed, your subconscious wants to recreate it for your day tomorrow. So if you can't slowly make your life better in your mind, you're kind of going to repeat over and over like Groundhog Day until you can kind of flip the script slowly in your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I do know. It's almost like since I finished writing the book and started editing the book, I have been kind of caught in Groundhog Day. Um, And it just seems like... I don't know, man. It's just like the, the news that has come to the forefront has just been so inconsequential and like theater and like like you said it's hard to give a fuck about it you don't even you know you don't even want to but at the same time like I try to stay plugged into like the general vibe of people Mm -hmm. that's why I like going to the dugout so much and uh, among you know having people to hang out with and people you know to talk to and all that shit it's like um, it's a good way to keep like your thumb on the pulse or whatever. What do you see? I don't know, man. Just like people seem to be kind of subdued at this point, and uh, I don't know. It's just like comparing like the vibes of the last three summers in a row. Uh, it's just kind of weird. And like I think it, people people are burnt out 
It was awesome early this summer. I thought people were like, at every show or concert or event mm-hmm. I went to, I mean, you could, I could feel the rebound from people having being repressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really thought that would happen. I mean, because for every effect you have, you get a slap back. I mean, uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So repressing people and making them go in their house you could have a really crappy party uh, serving stale cake and people are delighted it's the best thing they've ever done in their life because they've just been denied mm-hmm. pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, you know, and people were really happy to talk and they were over being scared of bad air and all that. I mean, that was a really good moment. But, you know, as I'm going into the fall or whatever's happening now, I'm seeing a pullback a little bit, you know. Just yeah. a little. Maybe it's me, you know what I mean? Because you run everything through yourself anyway. But Yeah. And I am seeing agitation, confusion, like almost talking to people and they it's you're on a different channel. And they're not even really hearing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's a disconnect, you know? Yeah. And agitation and maybe even some, you know, precursors of violence, you know? Seeing people being sort of agitated, sort of weird. Well, that's what I hate to even like necessarily give uh, give any energy to again, right? Like right. what what you look at or consider, you know? Right, but it does seem like I just, you know, it's just of course it's whatever social media is kind of twi- you know, it's it, somebody's got their finger on the scales as to what you see and what you don't see. Absolutely. But there's just been so many videos of like just these brawls breaking out and like crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. I, you know, it's like I've become a little uh, w- uh, weary of people. I pull back a little. I, uh-huh. I like just the same thing I'm saying. I put a lot of energy into um, making contacts, talking to people, really reaching out, being very open, yeah, uh, forward, uh, and it takes a lot of energy to do that. And there's entities people just that action sucks the energy from you and if you don't have it you can harm yourself mm-hmm. you know um, I engaged somebody the other day that was telling me just about this situation and family and how it wasn't working out and they were angry about it you know and I was slowly talking to them and one of the things that's come up over and over from a billion different angles is get rid of anger don't be angry like in whatever you do if you can get rid of that mm-hmm. uh, clarity can come a lot better to you and things are easy it doesn't mean that you let people take advantage of you but you're just not angry about it mm-hmm. and it can change things a lot you know then when you speak to people about things that they don't want to hear without anger it will sound like I've talked to people in a very calm voice quietly mm-hmm. told them things that they didn't want to hear and they're like you're swearing and you're yelling and I'm like, I just called you sir or ma'am. I called you your pronoun that you prefer or your full name, which I would rather do all the time anyway than substitute mm-hmm. a pronoun. And it sounds like you're trying to hurt them, you know? That's what they perceive, you know? So it's... Uh, I'm talking to this young man, and his story's sad, and it's similar to mine. I'm sharing some of my story about my family and how things, you know, are working out, and... I'm telling them because I talked with my mother who I haven't spoke to for a while and I I filled the cup of my life and now I have to drink from it. I'm not sad about that. None of it. So I did it. 
it's what I've been doing. It's what we all do, right? Just don't deny it. Fill it and drink from it, right? If it doesn't taste good, mix it better. Do it again. I mean, you still got a chance, right? So I'm telling him this, and he just can't get over anger, and I'm feeling that, like empathy for the guy. It's hurting me. I'm like, dude, man, killing me. So I just had to disengage with him. And whatever it was, I started in the guy. I talked to another guy. I just stepped over because we had time at work and we're chatting. And we're in a we're in a, a public space, and we're dressed nice and there's public and you know the conversation as it goes from that was a little you know anger. It's a little dark, but I'm trying to console the guy. So if anybody's listening, I don't think it was probably the worst conversation they ever heard. I move over to another friend of mine who's a little more enlightened, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about he's been going in the woods and just, you know, taking time and just feeling some, you know, inspiration. We were talking about different kinds of meditation and how I kind of get inspired more actively when I'm out in the sun riding my bike or doing something pretty physical to the limit is where I feel kinesthesia, more of a meditation through movement. Mm-hmm. that occupies my mind and gets me to that same space. But he was showing me some stuff that we were speaking about that was almost the same thing. And it, he had texted himself or just typed it down. And it really wasn't the language that he normally speaks. And although he's an intelligent guy, it was like a download. And it was the same language. He was like, this came to me just sitting pleasantly in the woods, you know. Mm. That conversation with the other lad that was perturbed, he just got worse and worse all day. So now he's like trying to show me stuff on YouTube like, here's a politician that says he worships Satan. If there's a God, have him kill me now. And we're still in the same situation. We're in the public. It's like, whoa, oh crap. Mm-hmm. And I love to talk. My job is relatively easy. So I kind of like when I can work with people and we can just go off topic. We don't have to talk about push the box or plug the cable in this way, right? Well, it kind of wrecks it, you know, if a few words get somebody, like, angered up. I could feel it in my stomach again, the anger from the kid. I mean, it was sucking energy from me. And one of the next things I look at is people talking about being inhabited by demons or having that chink in your armor where there's something in you and there's a demon working through a person spirit entity energy or whatever and its only purpose is to suck your energy it's not exactly that person it's working through them and it just wants to make you tired Mm. it's there's no reasoning with it it's like the other channel it's like people are hearing through whatever's in them they're hearing you yell at them and you're speaking very calmly to them right it's just as I'm not saying there's, you know, red-faced creatures, you know, that are inhabiting people, but um, there's some energy, there's something like that, you know. I don't know how else to describe it, you know. Yeah, I've <clears throat> I've wondered if there's something under the under the surface going on, generally, because um, it just seems that way. It feels like there is, you know. I think about it sometimes and it's like it's the same thing if you give attention to something so if somebody's yelling about stuff one way it's like when you look at a balloon kind of and you push your fingers into a balloon and you're looking at it right it's kind of like that the balloon's like reality and it's what's pushing through it is coming from the other side to make reality appear in the skin of it and you could push against it and give it more of a shape now because it's one dimensional coming through that membrane and if you push back against it, it actually gives it a shape and forms it. If you leave it alone, it won't. 
So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I know there's more to it than that. I mean, it's weird and obscure. And it's, <laughs> I shared a podcast and my friend was like, I like your ideas. It's not exactly gardening. I don't think I was like, we could talk about the birds and the bees later. Mm. <laughs> Are you saying you have a podcast? <laughs> no, no, I shared yours. There's oh, one, you one shared that, one that we did earlier. Yeah, you know, okay, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I had to, you know, listen to it again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like, um, I almost think some people are more uh, connected to whatever that is than others, uh, as far as seeing it, feeling it, like whatever the undercurrent is. I think it affects some people more than others or some people let it in more than others. And I don't know if that's like necessarily bad or good or whatever, but it just, it almost feels like it was just like there was a day at the, at the dugout not long ago where it was like, everybody was like having a good time, but it was really like, there was just something in the air kind of hard to describe. Yep. Um, a mood. And uh, I don't know. I think people are hurting. I think people are like people are starting to feel the 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 ramifications of what's happened, and it's not fun, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Yeah, the the fact that some people are like on the verge of violence potentially isn't shocking or surprising. Like it was kind of. And that, you know, some are on the verge of violence and others are, like, just oblivious so they will watch violence happen around them and they don't react to it correctly because mm-hmm. they've been in shock for so long, you know? Yeah, you see in a lot of these fucking videos, people, tons of people around filming. No well, people are going mental with hatchets and stuff. I yeah. Did, I didn't wasn't trying to look at that, but I did see that the other day. People are laughing. It's like, that guy could just chop your head off. I mean, yeah. step out of the way or something, you know? Yeah, man. I like That one was just weird because I don't know what side of what. I don't know anything about that situation except that guy went fucking bonkers at the end. He didn't hatchet anybody, but he no. threatened to, and he fucked up the whole inside of that McDonald's, man, and just like... like that's a that's an energy of sorts that can't be ignored. No, either way, I mean, w- whether you pick the wrong guy or, uh, and it it it's, I don't know. It's like I I had um. I had some Jehovah Witnesses come to my house this morning, you know, and I had time, so I usually like talking to them, you know. When they're out in the street, they don't come out and bug you usually, right? They sit there quietly. They were a mass. They came up, some ladies, so I stopped and talked to them, you know. And, you know, my front yard's pretty eclectic. It's got a lot of stuff, but it's got a lot of life. It's full of plants and mm-hmm. my canoes and kayaks and bikes and stuff, this and that. You know, it's it's nice. Hummingbird feeders and things like that. So started chatting to them, and their view's kind of odd, right? But, you know, the Jehovah thing, right? It's kind of like what they tell me over and over again is, do you believe there can be a world without suffering? And if you believe like us, we can live on earth forever, I guess, in body and live like the kingdom of heaven. And I don't know if we reproduce or how many more, right? But it's just, it's not the worst thought, you know, but it always makes me think it's, it's suffering is just something that happens in the world. I don't know that it's there could be a point without it. I mean, the fact that there is suffering gives you the opportunity to help others and it shapes people. If there wasn't something shaping you, if there wasn't some small adversity in your life, you'd be a puddle. 
Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any reason to stand upright if everything just came to you. You would be like lichen. You'd be like a cell on a rock if you didn't have to work for anything. Why would you stand upright ever if food just poured in your mouth? You have to, it's what shapes us, the little trials in our life. I don't know that I would want to not suffer. And then it makes me think, and I told them, I said, you got a minute. And they wanted to read me Bible passages off their phone. And whenever I talk to people about religion in the street that want to talk to me and engage me, I said, please, if you don't know it by heart, just tell me anything that you know from just look at me in my eyes. My mm-hmm. name's Greg. Please, you know. No, don't, no don't, cheats. Don't read me to a book, right? Yeah, I won't right. refer to my book and let's just talk because we're both like older than 20. I'm not buying your book. I don't want you to buy anything from me. Let's just talk mm-hmm. right now since we're here, right? What do you... Is that really what you feel? What's your name again? Donna, Paulette, whatever. Tell me your name, right? Mm-hmm. Then let's talk. Don't read me a story or a passage or whatever. Just how do you feel about why we're here? Or that. So I kind of enjoy that with them, right? Because they'll do that. Have we ever talked about flow theory in the past? We did just the other day a little bit, you know? Because a lot of what you're talking about is hitting on aspects of it. Um, you know, you... I was just reading yesterday. I won't. I won't go get the book. I won't quote it by heart. But I'll. I'll tell you. It said something about. Um, it's like like the challenge or the. Um, uh, how they say it? The antagonist is the protagonist's best friend. In reality, yeah. like without a challenger. Or a challenge. Yes. Why rise? Why stand? Like you said, why stand up? Why get out of bed? What did I? I heard. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was looking. I listened to like prophecies, and I listened to like quotes, like Indian quotes and uh-huh. uh, Islamic Sufism. I mean, I study all different kinds of religion to see where the different points of light meet. You know, where people talk about light and good and evil, and not finer points of governance and money. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them that really stuck with me was that was a quote that was, I pray that my enemies are strong, cunning, and brave, so that if I'm defeated, I will not be ashamed. Mm-hmm. And it's it's better than, oh, I hope I win. God killed my enemies. It's like, pray for your enemies to be strong. If you're not strong, if you're not doing well, maybe you need a better class of enemy. You know, so another way people put it, or others have put it, is the gifts of Baal, Baal or Canaan, or the whole devil god Moloch or what people would worship or call the devil or the demiurge or any other term for not God would be that continuously tempts you and tests your faith to make you better to push against you so talking to the Jehovah's as I was saying stuff to them I said you know if there's no suffering like I've caused suffering in my life from things I've done and said and I don't have any regrets in my life when I think back. And if I have any regrets, that's certainly not for any of the shitty things that I've done in my life. Because they've shaped me and taught me not to do it again from direct observation of the harm I've done to others and loved ones. Mm-hmm. It's instrumental in making the character that I am today. Maybe have one regret. I was in Hawaii and I was waiting on some friends of mine that were sleeping and they were always getting up late and I was sitting there looking at the coast and a 40 foot Hawaiian canoe came by hand car, big prow, all these Hawaiian dudes in there and as they came by they looked at me and said room for one more 
And I said, I'm waiting on my friends. And they were like, ah, you lose. And off they went. They were going to go from island to island, 20,000 foot deep water. I mean, I regret not doing that. But like I said, any of the other shitty, I mean, my mistakes, I don't regret any mistake I ever fucking made, right? Mm -hmm. Just for the gifts that they taught me. It couldn't have been any other way. So. Yeah. Once you get that, then you're not like, oh, then if you have regrets, you always feel like you were cheated or you were owed or there's a chance in your life you scratched the ticket off wrong or something. It's not like that, you know? Yeah. So. I totally get you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have like 10 thoughts, you know, but I've said before that like my only regret was not losing my virginity to like the first girl that I actually loved. You know what I mean? Because I was all mixed up with religion. It hurts, hurts more. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, but it's kind of like that would have been, that suffering would have been better than just some random person that I neither cared for nor, you know, hardly remember, you know. Mm. It's stupid. You know, that like cheapened it, right? Mm. And I think, um, you know, a thought I had earlier is like, I think we've been living in such a false comfort or a, you know, false sense of security, safety, whatever you want to call it. Like everybody thinks, Oh, like nothing bad's going to happen. It's America. You know, everything's hunky dory. It's like talk to anybody that lives in the hood and you know that shit happens every day. You just don't see it. Um, yeah, and just shit ain't hunky dory, man. Like, <laughs> it's like it, it takes a while. I mean, it's uh, many, many people still think the news is a service for people. There's nothing on the news that's not an ad or a commercial or against you. I mean, even mm -hmm. the the weather, the time of day. I mean, honestly, there's nothing on there that's for you. There's no, there's not like any law that says the government has to tell you the sports sto scores, the weather, the stories about the queen. There is no thing written anywhere. I mean. There's a thing called the Smith Munt Act that says anybody on TV can the government could just lie to you. Well, propaganda is legal. I believe they, they undid. Anything. I believe they undid the Smith Munt Act. <coughs> it, which, it means propaganda is legal. We can say right. whatever we it want. It used we to be. It used to be that it, that that was illegal, yeah. and then they snuck it into a they maybe spending have, bill, and, and you can yeah. kind of like go around it with FOIA requests or freedom of information requests, but they cost money and they don't honor them a lot. So you could ask for the truth, but it could take years for them to give it to you if it's even there or not redacted, which are a billion other rabbit holes to go down to. Right? Once yeah. you start doing that, it's just another time waste like the demon where you're yelling at him and he just wants you to be tired at the end of the day. They don't care what you do. They just don't. Like when I got done engaging with that poor kid, then he, he attacked some other guy that I was working with, caused more problems. I left work early voluntarily that day from dealing with that, making like 60 bucks an hour. I just, all what I had to do was go in another room and listen to my, just listen to anything. Mm -hmm. Not even look at the kid. I didn't want to be anywhere near him anymore. It's like, bye, I'm leaving. Yeah. Care. So, I don't know. You know, for a while, I think I was, like, kind of drinking out of the fire hose of, of truth as yeah. best as we can. Yeah, you know, I was searching for truth almost, like, ravenously. And, uh, you know, it was, it was almost like an addiction for, oh, yeah. for a time. Because I was, like, so sick of bullshit, had to take the antidote. Yes. 
and um, it was unpleasant and it was <laughs> yeah I can almost relate to this guy that you were working with because I, I've been that guy at times yes I as I became to believe much of what I'd ever heard read or been told to me was a lie it made me very angry mm-hmm. and as I tried to like shake others out of sleep that I thought for their benefit my delivery was awful and it makes you look super insane mm. and honestly if you if you think you're gonna wake people up out of a dream into a nightmare and you have no fucking solution to help them you're a fucking asshole I mean, you're a jerk, and I did that, you know? Mm. So if you think that you want to, like, shake the foundations of civilization or reality for others, then you better have some kind of fucking way out, man. Mm-hmm. Something. Please, please. Something in the other hand. Yeah, not just red pill, blue pill. It's like, you know, people come up with that. It's like, don't take pills from, like, strangers in trench coats in an alley, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That shouldn't be an option. You should just say, didn't your mother teach you better? No, I don't take pills from strangers. From weird guys with sunglasses that free, not defy it's, physics. It's, it's and... the middle of the night, dude. Why are you yeah. wearing those? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah. No, you got a point, man, and I've definitely been guilty of that kind of behavior. Like, and it's it's a it's an easy sort of uh, trap to fall into because it's like, don't you get it? Urgh, it you know? is, and yeah, it's, and, and it's it's kind of in the culture too. Like, they don't awaken the sleepwalker, right? They tell you it's very dangerous to awaken a sleepwalker. You've heard that before, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is, you know. You can take that if you need. I'm no, it's alright. I'm gonna grab a beer. You good? Yeah, I'm selling. All right. So it is. It's neat times, dude. Say what? It's neat times. I mean, I'm digging what we're going through, really. Like I said, it's neat. It's unique. It's weird times, you know? Yeah, well, isn't that a Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times. That's, you know, like, I look at, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different things. I know we're talking, I'd say all of them. I mean, there's a bunch of different people that have good information. Crow777, uh, Autodidactic, uh, Owen Benjamin, this comedian I listen to, he's super banned, right? He says all the words, he says scary words, uh, people are scared of him, you know, I mean good stuff it's really based there's a there's a lot of people out there that got a lot of hope and there's a lot of different people I listen to this is a preacher Jesse Lee Peterson hmm. he's a black guy he's like 80 years old he questions people just his question method is awesome right because he will ask people the same question like 50 times until they answer until it. they answer it yeah, yeah and like yeah. whenever they're like well I don't want to answer it like that I don't like you phrasing it and he's, so he's an old black dude he's like look I'm black and I'm slow so yes or no Mm-hmm. And you want to see like hold people to it, so it's mm-hmm. neat when you see different characters that have different abilities on podcasts or live or you know what they do, what's their specialty, and what does he talk about? And a lot of the same stuff, you know. Don't be a victim. Be present. Mm-hmm. One of his things is all thoughts are bad. He's <laughs> like all thoughts are from the <laughs> devil. He's mm-hmm. like be good, mm-hmm. do good. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about stuff, you know. If stuff doesn't go to your plan, what's your plan? There's God only. God's plan is God's plan. You don't get to have a plan, right? So if you don't have a plan as much and you just do good and you just do right every day and you're not lazy and you don't do things that you know are crappy, things will work out fine, right? You can overthink stuff. Absolutely. 
Well, that's that's the whole concept of flow is, um, you know, it's there's a thousand ways to describe the same sensation, right? And it doesn't matter if you're a long distance athlete or you know a mountain climber or a painter or a freaking laundry folder. Like there are people who describe this state of being where you are kind of, you know, I think one of the better ways of describing it is when, when sort of like decision and action become one. Yeah. You're not really planning. You're like you said, I mean, yeah. you, you are, you're thinking five, 10 steps ahead, but it's, you know, people describe it as halfway automatic, but that's, that's really not giving yourself enough credit. It feels fluid. It feels like a flow. Yeah, it's 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 synchronicity, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of words have been wrecked with our language, and then ones that were good that they still use have been twisted. Yeah. So they've come up with the word like coincidence. So anytime like you're talking about something and it jives and it synchronizes and it presents itself right there for you, they come up with the word like coincidence, which sounds like you got a bent nickel, or you got a dollar with like shit on it or something. It's like. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Mm. Oh, okay. What's that? Flat beer? Oh, crap. You know, coincidence, it's synchronicity. It's it's electric. It's a miracle when that happens. It's showing you. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's connected. And once those start happening more and you don't look at it like, oh my God, I can't believe that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, that should be like that. It should be like that. We're connected. And then that's flow. As all the synchronicities line up. Mm-hmm. Um, convergence is another way to, to describe it. I'd say resonance. To not be in a hurry. Because I used to annoy the shit out of my wife because I wouldn't leave fast enough. And I was like, it's not about fast. It's about timing. And as much as she wanted to be right, whenever we went to a restaurant, we would be there. Nobody would be there. 17 minutes later, there would not be a table available. If we left at whatever time, we would flow through traffic, you know. Anytime we tried to fight it or she tried to second-guess me, it's like, don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. I got this. I mean, it's like hunting an animal. Like, just being there earliest isn't always it. you got to meet it in its path as it's moving in its path, you know. And you have to be ready for the opportunity. And very, very comes. still and very present. Presence, you know, yeah. it's huge. It's in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the future isn't even real. And people worry about stuff that hasn't happened yet and may not you know Mm -hmm. in the past too I mean the past is real but kind of not anymore and it's not hurting you anymore whatever happened and a lot of people they can't get over that Mm -hmm. and there's a billion ways to reinforce trauma through society right so then it's hard to escape that too so yeah sort of you know people get caught in patterns of thought trauma based triggers yeah and it keeps us from being in the flow. And I think basically like, you know, the guy who kind of coined the, the theory, you know, he's a psychologist. I think he's still alive. Um, but anyways, don't matter. He, uh, fuck. I hate when you do that, you know, see my thought, my thought pattern was interrupted, unfortunately, but you know, the, the the basic oh the basic argument is that flow is the optimal state of being the optimal experience and the more we can be in it the healthier we generally will be um, because that's our basic vibration and that might be a little higher at times and a little lower at times but it's within this band 
Now, he describes it as a graph mm -hmm. where you have skill and challenge and this diagonal band of flow is where you want to be. And if the skill exceeds the challenge, you're in boredom. If the skill uh, is less than the challenge, you're in anxiety. And you can switch those words with a whole bunch of others. Um, you know, but I mean, like, value of things is in currency. It's not in stagnation. So, I mean, it, it's a current, it's a flow. And, it, and the idea is you, you have to keep moving up. You have to keep improving. Yep. Otherwise, you'll fall into depression or fall into mania, anxiety. And uh, if you don't challenge yourself, you're, you're missing out on what makes life great. And I think American culture has been pretty bad about teaching the opposite, you know. It's, uh, it's been a lot of years spent on excess, you know, and I mean, yeah. that's another thing. I mean, more people die from excess than lack. I mean, they, they get bored with excess. They do a lot of, you know, they have too much of stuff, you know. I, I mean, think, right, right now, I can't believe, when I go out and I look at stuff, there's so much stuff. I mean, there's stuff everywhere. I mean, like drowning and stuff. I mean, there is a world full of resources. I mean, scarcity is a, is a violent terrorist myth. I mean, there's mm -hmm. nothing scarce on the planet. Mm -hmm. There's stuff everywhere. I mean, we're choking in stuff. It's just all not in the right place. But if you get people to look into a tiny mirror in their hand and not at the giant world around them, you could get them to believe almost anything. And it's it's pretty disturbing, you know? I, I try not to be disturbed by it anymore, and I just try to do what I can in small steps, you know? I mean, yeah, it's like all you can really do is live your best life and hope that you... And, you know, so it's so I still, like, just like we're talking, right? I mean, as disengage with people that you can feel a take in your energy and put it to where you know it can be used better. I mean, as I mm -hmm. try to speak to people anymore, I try to think, what's your what's your purpose when you're speaking? I mean, do you just want to hear yourself talk? Do you really want to help people? Do you want to help that person? Do you want to sell them something? Do you want to sell them a dozen eggs? I mean, do you, do you need to give them a kitten? I mean, you've got something in your mind. You always do. I mean... There's your inner voice or whatever it is, your purpose as you're going through. I'm, I sometimes remind others that when they're talking, you know, when they seem agitated, and I try to ask myself that when I'm talking to people. Like, what's your purpose today? What do you want to get across with this? Do you want them to like you? Do you want them to come back? Are you, are you really just trying to give knowledge? Do you, what is it, you know? Who made you the guy to make everybody smart or you know what's you know yeah man yeah i don't know it's kind of like i you know i started doing the podcast more for my own sake than anyone else's and i think mm -hmm. that that's the right idea frankly um in a sense because i you know i just wanted the excuse to have these kind of conversations i, I think it's show. awesome i mean honestly humans are selfish creatures right mm-hmm so if, if you can go with that and, and you want to take it and not think that selfish is bad, selfish means preservation so that your self is there. Selfish just means that you have a good constitution and your self is preserved. How you use yourself, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're selfish, as I started doing stuff, I was a, a couple of years ago, I had this, this Santa hat and it was dirty and stepped on. And I, I liked it, you know, because um, for me, it made me like Dirty Santa, like Trading Places, which is an awesome movie where rich people 
take a rich guy and wreck his life and take a bum and make his life better just for a dollar. If you're familiar with the Eddie Murphy movie. I've not seen it's, it. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's it's a it's a traditional. It's like the story of Job. It's basically Job. It's God and the devil kind of talking like, let's wreck this guy's life and see how he takes it, you know. <clears throat> so I got the dirty Santa hat because I'd wear it to work. And in a group of people, if you show up and say the boss is 100 feet away and you show up and there's all your coworkers, you can say anything to them. Hey, douchebags, you all look like crap. How come your head looks like salami? You could just say like crappy stuff. They're like, hey, what's going on? And they start getting agitated, right? And you could say anything else, right? And I would tell them, they're like, why are you saying that? I'm like, from a distance, right? They see a guy with the Santa hat. They see you guys all acting to something I said, right? I'm laughing. You guys are kind of acting, you're gesturing wildly. I look like a guy full of Christmas spirit. You look like guys without a really cool hat. Mm-hmm. So you could get away with a bunch of shit with the Santa hat right up till Christmas, like almost right before Thanksgiving until then get by with almost anything right then one day a little kid looked at me you know with like sad eyes like crap you know Uh-oh. you Santa it's like no I'm an asshole I'm an asshole now <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. so after that I pretty much took my backpack and I would fill it with like um, scarves things for ladies because it was winter different uh-huh. kinds of scarves for men and women uh, chocolate coins and then turmeric pills because I take them for my arthritis. So if somebody didn't like chocolate, I don't take. I don't like chocolate. I don't need a scarf. It's like here, you smiled about. If anybody smiled about Christmas? If anybody smiled, I don't believe Santa, Satan, Krampus, Saint Nick, the whole other gimme gimme culture, all the stuff that goes with that, right? I, it's you know, it just if anybody was happy, they got to have something out of the back. And then I realized that giving people stuff feels awesome, mm. like a drug. I mean, it feels amazing. So what if you're so selfish that my drug now is to give people stuff? So they would thank me. Wow, thank you for the scarf. That's so nice. And I would almost push him out of the way. Move, idiot. i got to give this to the next guy because it's a diminishing return and I need to give more stuff away so I could feel good for myself again because I'm so selfish that giving me makes me feel good. Is it the worst thing to feel good, to be selfish in a world where your giving is what makes you feel good? You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I think that's... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I've heard Jordan Peterson say the exact same type of shit. I've heard a lot of people say the t- same type of shit. And it's the it's the argument of like... Like, how would we take care of everybody if not through all these forceful means of government? It's like people people used to take care of each other without all that shit and then once all that shit came in people stopped because it was out of their hands try it I mean try to want to it's just an interesting it's just an interesting thing to get there in your mind right because other people could be selfish and hoard the money right and that's Mm -hmm. not currency like currency money is if you don't keep it current and flowing in the flow state it's stagnant and you're a miser and the money dies and it loses value. I mean, it atrophies like everything, just like it, like it rots, like mm-hmm. a plant. If you just put money in the ground, it loses value. It's currency. So there's all like money is described in water flow theory. I mean, when money is liquid, it's moving. When it's frozen assets, you put money in a bank on the side of the river. I mean, it's all described as flow is what currency is and so is your life put value where you want to see it go. I mean, you can't just stack stuff up and hoard it. It doesn't have any value if you don't have community. 
So you could think of all the prepper stuff and all the other things, stack up bullets, beans, and every other thing. And you could stack up piles. What happens if you can't get back to your pile? What do you do? Take another's pile now? Mm-hmm. Or do you remember that you were the ability to make the pile in the first place? You're the pile. Pile's a battery. Battery's a fort. All means energy. I mean, these words, right? Think of how the words line up. Blow your mind a million different ways, right? The the connections you're drawing are, you're, you move so quick, it's almost hard to get them. But. I'm sorry. I almost wanted to ask if we focus on one subject, because if I go to all the stuff in my brain, oh, it's I'll, great. I'll sound it's, like I, retarded. The, 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 it's, no, it's, the stream of consciousness. There's another. That's It's water, man. It's, it's a flow, because that is the optimal state. You know, when you're in a conversation, the ideal is when both people are relaxed enough to let the other one talk it's nice when you have that because when you have the agita- the agitation it's like oh we're not conversing right another word that turbulence and water agitation right yeah. yeah I mean turbulence and water changes the temperature of it that's showing that it's boiling and it changes the energy state of it uh, water is another crazy thing water ice and steam it's all the same thing but it's three really different things so now I'm just thinking about this this fucking graph for flow where instead of depression and anxiety it's you're frozen or you're boiling right? it's the same the words are the same They're right the so same, there's yeah. similarities in all the words and it's like the yin and the yang it's the male and the yep. female and then the little the dot within each that defines it you know right and it's that's why people get that's why no anger that's why it's so important right to like get into like what religion are you it's like well i was raised in this and i studied three or four different religions apostolic catholic i'm armenian and i'm more orthodox but armenians have their own pope i were the first people to take on christianity they also have like a catholic pope and they like the pope in rome i mean they they, they have a variety of them so i looked at that looked at Greek religion, looked at a lot of other stuff, and it's where the points cross and where they're talking about knowledge and healing is where is where it's at, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what religion is for, you know? And I, I've been talking to people about that, and it's the definition of the word for me and what you have to do when you talk and you have a pleasant conversation with people before you get led astray is define terms. Because a lot of people think religion is like Catholic, this and that, like a, like a word. Religion just describes what you do every day of your life. It's I. It's not what you tell me you do on Sunday. It's what you do every day of your life is your religion. I'm, I almost don't feel like I'm capable of telling you my religion until I die. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody that knew me could say, this is what this guy did, because it could change. Yeah. And it's then people get scared of stuff. Because they'll think, oh, Catholics or priests or these people have done these horrible things in the name of religion. It's like, no, these are horrible people. Like somebody that would rape a kid, you don't think they would lie about what mask they're wearing while they're doing that? I mean, that's horrible, horrible stuff. Just lying about your religion. That's people. I could do that now. I could just sit there and say I'm Jewish. That's simple. Or I'm a Muslim, or I'm any other thing. I'm a Buddhist. I can just say anything, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't somebody that's already a criminal lie about other stuff? So I'm like, don't think that, right? That's not what that is. Oh, the church took over the world. It's like, I don't know who took over the world. Yeah, they were churches. Power is power is power is power. All power is power. You mean like electric power? Yeah. You mean religious power? Yeah. You mean authority power? Yeah. You mean second? All power is power. It's the same stuff. You want it. You have to give something to get it. 
that's power. It's an exchange. Is it in the air? Is there ether? Uh, it's all the same. There's no distinction with power. It's again, it's a flow rate. If it's flowing, there's power. Is it stored power? Spent power, you know? I'd say there is stored power, you know, behind a dam. There's a whole lot of stored power there, yeah. you know? Funny. You're blowing my mind. Battery and bank, like, the, I'd never even considered what those two words, For, what they came know, it's from. Like, yeah. It's like a battery. It's a trip, right? And then you look at those things, like star, star forts. Did you ever look at that? I never looked it up. Stuff? You brought it up in one of our previous Holy chats. Crap, why, don't you, why don't you illuminate? Star forts are these structures that are, like, all around the world. And, like, they attribute them to having been built, like, in the 15 to 16, 1600s by some French folks for, like, defensive purposes. And um, many of the cities around the world are star forts. They have geometric patterns. Um, a lot of the times, the defenses that they have built uh, have water that goes around them at really strange uh, acute angles. So a lot of water channels, uh, double channels, there's really good examples of them still existing in Holland. I mean, they're stars, they're flower-shaped cities with um, canals all around them. The defenses a lot of times look like they're pointing inland instead of uh, defending against uh, a water invasion, and they don't—they're open and they have weird angles built into them, and they're all over the planet: Berlin, uh, Paris. There's there's a bunch of them in the Americas. Um, uh, they're all over the planet. They're rather large. They're in Japan. They're in really weird places. Um, Castle of San Marcos and St. Augustine is one that's in uh, Florida and it's got a weird little fort on top but the pieces under it are quite big and the amount of time that's said to go into the construction of them is strange. So you start looking at these and their alignment around the world and there's power that you can get from water just by the friction it makes on itself. And uh, water has memory, so there's all this. I looked at all this crazy stuff about um, the effects of water. Um, light uh, made with sound in water, uh, sonoluminescence. So if you concentrate a sound beam of the right frequency in a vessel of water, it makes light. And if you look it up, there's a mantis shrimp and some other stuff makes an underwater snap or a cavitation that makes a flash of light, which right. displays sonoluminescence. Frequency, everything is frequency and travels in waves. Everything, light, uh, sound, it's, it, it travels in a wave. So a wave is like a, an effect. It's not really a thing. Even though you're looking at a wave, it's the water. It's the energy moving through the wave, through the medium. So there's some other crazy stuff with that. I've been looking at this one guy on uh, YouTube. His channel's called Theoria Apophysis. He's a little bald guy. It's a bald monkey, tattooed monkey live stream he does. He's a cat down in Kentucky. He's really smart. Made these little, um, or he'd seen a ferrocell. So it's a lens that has a, a metallic liquid in it. And a metallic liquid, it's not this, but blood is also metallic from the iron in your blood so if you take blood put a magnet on it like it will attract to it like uh like the thing movie and stuff like that you know it's, re it's really creepy so you take this um it's not that but you take this uh metal cell and it's just really thin and you light it and you put it over a magnet and it will show you the force lines of a magnet 
So if you put it over a ring magnet, it will show like um, the poles of it. And it makes like uh, when the ring magnet's sitting upright, it makes a lotus blossom is what you're looking at. And it makes a hologram, even though it's like a micron thick sheet, it has depth to it as you look into it. And it's showing the field lines, and the field lines show that magnetism and frequency literally arrange matter into the shape that we're seeing it. And it's a, it's, it's a trip, these different things that you look at, I mean, because it's the same thing. It's, it's energy and flow, and the things that you've been told and you believe about magnets and gravity and electricity and almost everything is not remotely accurate what you taught in school. I mean, it's so disturbingly retarded. A surface level explanation. I mean, it's, it's yeah. creepy bad. It's almost like idiocracy is almost like collegiate level compared to what we were taught that we thought was smarter when we were younger. Like, I was told that Ben Franklin invented electricity. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which on its face is just blasphemous against against the, the laws of nature. You yeah, know? it's horrifying. Yeah. You know? I mean, he might have... He might have gotten shocked, but he, he was far from the first person yeah, to get I mean, zapped by a there were bolt people of lightning. That, there were people that suggested he was flying the kite with um, you know, something other than his hand and he was just for a little added, you know A little excitement. Little thunder tug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I've heard a term before. You That's know? hilarious. So, yeah. yeah. Being, being a member of the Hellfire Club, I think, you know. Wow, wow. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Fuck, dude. Well, so I was thinking about I was thinking about how um it's just funny, these thoughts come into your mind, but just earlier today, for whatever reason, I, I was listening to a podcast, they're talking about typhoons and hurricanes. Oof, that's a whole other subject. And, Crap, um, man. and I start thinking about the whole thing about supposedly how you know the water in your to- toilet bowl spins the opposite direction on the southern hemisphere. Do you think that's true? I don't know if it really does or not. It seems like there's so much like fanboy stuff like that. Well, but it's that. just an interesting thought, and if it is true... It's just going to show that the spin of this rock that we're sitting on has so much to do with the shape of the world around us. For instance, you go out west, you see these really old junipers, right? Yep. And they grow spiraling upwards. And I've been told that's due to the Coriolis effect, the spin mm-hmm. of the earth. They are, you know, they grow so slowly that the the rotation of the planet is sort of imprinted on their form. On their form, and uh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, honestly, I mean, I I've toyed with a lot of different theories. I don't know what I'm standing on anymore. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's moving a spinning to me. A lot of the stuff about being on a spinning ball doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And once I started looking at it a little bit, uh, maybe that was something that turned off some other people that used to be around me. I used to like to like wake up people that were sleeping and not have a way out. I was truly an asshole. I loved it. I loved seeing people in shock. It was easier for me to fuck with them once they were in so shock. What do you, so what do you think? We're on some sort of temporal plane? <clears throat> I'm not real sure, but I mean, I've looked at a lot of different stuff, and it's not like we're on a flat pizza and you could fall off the edge and ha ha ha, you know, and everything else is there's space around us. If, if the earth is flat, there isn't space, right? And we could be underwater in a bubble, you know, like a, not like a snow globe. I mean, at, we're, we're finite creatures trying to contemplate infinity. I don't think it's within our brain to do that anyway. Are you familiar with like a toroid field or a torus or the torah? 
So the, the, the Torah. Torah is about toroids or Torah's field. The toroid. You're talking the Jewish Torah? Yeah. Okay. It, it goes on this. It's again with the. I think I need code. another beer for this. It goes shit. with an energy code, right? <laughs> a torus is like a donut shaped um, object that feeds on itself. And it's kind of like the poles of a battery, just like an up and down north and south battery. They kind of show the lines going off it in two dimensions, but they swirl like an electrical coil. So it kind of makes a donut shape with a hole in it. So there's a lot of representations of that. Your heart is a toroid, and it's a, it's a field like that, right? And it puts out energy like six feet away from you electrically. That's how you can feel energy off other people. That's why maybe they told people stay six feet apart. I was just going to so say. So they wouldn't share energy during a time when the veil was thin where people could be revealed stuff. So we put stuff in your mind so you don't see things coming to you more clearly. Uh, you touched on the energy field too, like with the weather. The toroidal field, I don't know, where do I go with this? Um, fuck. So, in a toroidal field, there's the north and the south pole, it's feeding back on itself and it makes like an hourglass shape and in the middle of it there's like a plane of accretion so from the outside you would look at a torus as a ball and the inside of it where it's real and not just electric could be a flat disc in the middle there's a lot of weird stuff with it if you look at flat earth and you try to disprove it and you fall down that rabbit hole don't don't try it it's awful right i don't want to try it don't try it it's awful but it will fuck with you so how do you explain all the satellites that i've seen going could be anything i don't know what's up there they could be up there they could be up there on a flat thing i mean they could be up there contained and just can't get through there was lots of weird shit so i mean uh, i was watching it blows your mind it hurts doesn't it well it hurts man i i i was watching some shit the other day about these ancient uh, structures that the Puebloans built. Mm-hmm. The Pueblo, I think is the proper way to say it. The Pueblo built these, you know, massive... You know, at first they thought they were cities, but it's almost like it, it was more of a gathering center. Um, like, but it was always... Oh, like Chaco Canyon? Is that what you're talking about? Well, I can't remember any of the specific names. Chaco Canyon, I've heard of. I Basically, all of these, they're laid out according to the solstice you know the moon lines the sun solar there's like yeah. all the all these intersecting um ast- astral uh you paths perce- you get procession of the equinox so then they talk about alignments of different temples and they could say they could tell like by where the procession of the equinox falls if this temple was aligned at this time with the correct. star correct the correct right a wall a wall would be in line with you know yeah. where the moon came up and where the moon went down or where the sun came up and where the you know sun went down as a means of basically understanding the passage of time right yeah partially and also as a expression of God knows what kind of uh, spiritual belief system, but I guess I just have a hard time reconciling the passage of the moon and the sun in any other way. Obviously, it's um, it's <laughs> it's weird when you start looking at stuff. I mean, because some of the story, it's I guess it's some of the stories. I guess it's some of the other stuff, and there's um, the willingness to um go like be ridiculed by everybody to just not give a shit Um, some of the stuff is like if you look at a boat going over the horizon one of the things they'll tell you is you can see the ship as it goes away like you'll lose the bottom and you can still see the top and then it goes away more and more well they got cameras where you can zoom in on it and there's the boat again there's the whole boat 
like so it didn't go over the horizon it just went beyond my optical limit so as you start to question some of the things about the globe how far can you really see how far can I see like if the Sun is how far away how come I can see 800 billion miles away it's 800 billion miles away and it's hot on my face like somebody lit a fire next to me hmm same exact size as the moon when there's an eclipse almost one's 400 times bigger one's 400 times further away it's very convenient right there's a lot of just convenient stuff that's been described in our world that describes a random world of chaos spinning through blackness like nothing effing matters and if it comes back to some of the ways that it's written imagine some of the cultures that you described that built these things to observe the stars many of those cultures believed the earth was flat how did they predict eclipses how did they know to build temples if what they believed was inaccurate how do we now, let me pose just a few questions to you, because some of these are weird, and I thought about them a lot. I went down and spent a lot of time. I alienated my family. They don't live with me anymore, okay? Tell you what this is worth, so it, was, it, was, it cost me a lot, right? Um, <laughs> um, imagine that we look at flat maps now, and we navigate by them, that there is math calculation to transform a spherical surface into paper that's flat for us to navigate upon. So couldn't somebody with the same math take a flat plane that we inhabit and construct a spherical thing to show us? Yeah, but it's a known problem in cartography that, what do they call it, like um, distortion effect or what have you. It's odd. As you look at it, though, the flat earth map is used by a lot of governments and societies, right? The UN has that, the WHO, a lot of other countries look at that. Yeah, but it supposedly distorts the size of things. They say that, which seems odd to me, right? So I think now with modern things, we could probably disprove it if we recreated the map like a Google by drive, if you trusted Google, but all the same agencies. None of that's real. You think Elon Musk like does, really is like a smart guy and design stuff, and like he knows how to make everything? Electric car batteries, out of space shit, drills underground. Do you think there's one guy that does that? Do you think Zuckerberg like knows everything about computers and he looks like a statue on a like a Roman toppled thing that you could find covered in moss underground somewhere? I mean, these are the same figureheads they'll put on anything. These people don't really design stuff like that. And now I sound like a conspiracy nut, right? Let me go to this thing, right? Because this is one that gets me. So imagine when they used to like say Copernicus when he said, "Hey, the Earth is round." Remember the Church, the Vatican, when they were doing Inquisition and stuff. Mm -hmm. They were supposedly killing people who weren't Catholic enough. They were getting rid of all the knowledge of old civilization and old religion at the time. Anybody that was like, wait a minute, I know about uh, magnetism and electricity. Burning and the, the library. Of, Bye. The library of Alexandria. Yeah, they just burn knowledge over and over again. Why would the church burn knowledge? Well, this is the same church now that tells you give money and then they should they sit there when the government people dies and they're sitting right there like they're part of the government and they ask you for money. I'm just saying, like, the church has been wrecked, religion has been jacked like that. The same people, the Copernicus, when he said the earth was a sphere, they killed him. So now, the same people, it's the same people asking the Jeopardy question, the church. What's the shape of the earth, sir? Uh, flat? Uh, wrong. You're banned forever. They don't kill you anymore. But the same quiz master is asking the same question. The answer has changed 100%. They don't kill you no more, but it's kind of similar socially. That should just stir up something, right? I'm just saying. I don't know what the shape is. I can't prove it, and I don't care. But there's well, there is something to be said for who cares, right? Mm. And I make the argument all the time. It's kind of like, 
you got to choose what you're going to care about. Totally. And I care about sort of what's within my sphere. Yeah. If I may say so, of influence, of con- you know, what, you know, there's there's sort of generally recognized the three concentric circles, right? Your sphere of control, yep. your sphere of influence, and your sphere of concern. Yep. And I think you should keep the sphere of concern and influence as close together as possible, frankly. But that's hard to do, man. It's like there are people on whatever shape world we're living on, far and wide, who are basically um, slaves and don't know it, man. And it's too bad. Like That's why you have to ask. That's why the anger thing just keeps coming up. That's why it's important. So and then you have to ask that when you have a conversation. Like, what if we have, like, radically different views, right? They're just not ever going to, like, I don't think we're standing on the same thing. Like, I don't think it's, if we're all spinning and cork th- corkscrewing through space, like we say, right? Like, I see the same stars every night even. Should be way more chaotic if there was a big bang and everything's expanding like it's all following us through space. So that's the the there you know I it's believe weird, you know? I believe in duality, to a large extent. We talked about yin and yang. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of this idea that for everything there is its equal and opposite, and the opposite, the natural opposite to chaos is is order is spontaneous order, frankly. I mean, this is something that I think, for me at least, helps me rationalize my world. <laughs> it's just like, at least, yeah, there is there's this seeming like chaotic nature to things, but you spend time in the forest, like you said your buddy was doing recently, yeah. you see the pattern of things, you see the order that things take spontaneously, if, if allowed to, and... Uh, it's it's that's the equal and opposite force of things. It's you know, it's things coming apart and things coming together. You know, at the, at the same exact time. Chaos and disorder are kind of interesting because that comes up again with um, evolution and entropy, are two that uh, theories yep. that often come up, and I find them interesting because um, they seem to be at direct um, opposition. Entropy, yeah. How can everything? This is something I really had to. When I when I was in college, I you know I I was lucky to take some pretty cool classes. I'm glad I went when I went, but um, I I remember really struggling with this idea of entropy. You know, it, everything is in a constant state of decay. Like, but how can anything grow? How yeah. you know? How how's can any? It, how's the revolution? Then? How does life work if everything is breaking down constantly? Yeah. And that is that is spontaneous order. That is that is. You know, why life exists is the natural gravity of things, if you will, right? The way atoms hold together. I mean, that to me is like the ultimate question. I mean, frequent. There's like neat <laughs> stuff with frequency. There's like cymatics, and there's things where you can see uh, patterns vibrated into sand or uh, that are repeatable. And these patterns that you can uh, replicate are carved into stone. I mean, they're carved into rugs. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, people know these um, things are visible in frequency, and it, it affects people. It's real. I just have a hard time. Yeah, it's like 
flat earth how, that, i just i you know it, it, it blows people's minds right so I used to I'm, say, not, I'm not judging say, or nothing it's, i'm just it's like it's fun right it's fun and again it's just it's just for fun so what you do with what i did honestly looking at stuff because it, it challenges you right so if you start looking at some of the math and some of the people that are behind it and why would they lie why would they lie about that right well if everything's random and we evolved from slime and we're going through a black spinning space and there's so if there's gravity holding us down, how's that butterflies flying around? And the tides, when you start looking into the tides, aren't really so much affected by the moon's gravity as far as its electricity because the tides are more affected by salt water than fresh water. The Great Lakes don't have a perceptible tide compared to salt water areas because salt's more dielectric. So there's strange stuff as you really look into it people say as you look off the horizon you know you can see about 15 miles and then it curves it's eight inches to the mile squared so you study some lighthouses and the amount that you're able to see the light shouldn't be you shouldn't be able to see it as far as you do it should be below the horizon but then they'll say that lights refracted or bent so then there's other stuff such as the speed of light or what light is and as you start to study these things it opens up stuff in whether you believe whatever about the shape just 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 to spend belief and then how far can your eyes see well again so then this this makes me see, think you know? do, like do i even care do i care I, you don't have to care but it just teaches you things about the natural world and then it can teach you again about science and then when you're around people that are telling you believe or trust the science i don't have to trust science i don't have to trust anything you say Send me a paper about how you did your science. If I can't do it at my house, you know what it is? It's bullshit. Doesn't matter how many of you guys in coats tell me it's right. If I can't do it at my house, eh, not science. You went to Harvard. You got a bunch of money. You have a boat or a ski place. And you have a nicer house than mine to tell people so they can laugh at me because my ideas are stupid. And you can show better with your stuff. That's what makes a scientist for people. If you're a gardener or a painter, or you've done anything for years and years, and you recorded the results, and you can prove it, and another can do it, you're a scientist, bro. So everybody's a scientist if they write down anything about their life and do it twice, and another can copy it. So a scientist doesn't mean you went to school or did anything. It just means you can observe the natural world, and you haven't had your thoughts polluted with the ideas of others, and you're not afraid of people laugh at you. It's all right. It doesn't matter, you know. And I just like the idea, how far can you see? What can you see? What are you looking at? What do you look at when you see the sun? Crepuscular rays is another one. So as the sun will come down through clouds, it'll diffract. And people are like, well, if the clouds, that's the rays of the sun, and you just draw lines back, and the sun's not 8 million miles away. It's right up there. Oh, no, it hits the atmosphere, and then it diffracts. Blah, blah, blah. There's some science boy telling you stuff about this spin or whatever. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Super, super don't care. Imagine, did you ever do an art project as a kid? Imagine art class, third grade. Yeah, I teach you would take a piece of paper and they would put a dot right in the middle. Yeah, your vantage point. That's your perspective. Uh-huh. Now we're going to draw lines of convergence to that. And what you would be drawing was just the room around you, which if you're a human and you haven't been told all the figures about the spherical nature of the Earth and its radius, uh, somewhere around 10,000 miles and eight inches to the mile squared, which makes not a ramp, but an actual circle, you know, to describe the math of that equation. Um, to describe flat with your eye, it's a surface that's raising. 
that describes flat. So to look at the horizon, you think it should be at your feet. So to look at the level in front of you, you should be looking down, right? The horizon always rises to your eye. Even when you're in an airplane, which is a weird thing, go up in an airplane, you look, the horizon appears to be level with where you're at. It doesn't look like it's below you ever. It's just weird stuff, right? It's, yeah. you know, don't get hung up on it, you know, you'll, you, you can lose people. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's weird stuff, right? And it's just neat. Like, what can you really see? What colors do you see? How far, right? It's just, it's really neat stuff, you know? So then some of the stuff I think when I look at videos sometimes, I never used to get them, I'd click by them and it would be like, sometimes I'd stop for a second because it'd be like a lady wearing yoga pants, but they'd be like cairns all balanced, like little rocks. And they'd be like somewhere in the salt flats of Bolivia where it's like glass flat. And they're standing on their head, super quiet, just standing there like, what the fuck are they doing? I think they're screaming at you that the earth is flat, but they're just done being an asshole about it. Look, I just got real fit. I opened my third eye and I just do healthy stuff and I just stack these rocks. We're not spinning and they would fall over. We're not going a thousand miles an hour. There's no effect. And, you know, and I just, here, look, right? I don't know. Just a thought. As a thought experiment, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. You know, but that's cool, man. That's cool. Like yeah, just for fun, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna like say that you should be thrown in prison as a heretic for saying nah, it. You know, either way, yeah. and that's what that's what I do. I do this a lot. Except a lot of times, Matt works. We'll say, hey, imagine that we you know we're at work right now talking, and we're not the two of us, but you know, imagine we're at work, and I'm saying, uh, imagine we're not at work. It's the end of the day. All the chores are done. Nothing else has to happen. We're just throwing logs on the fire. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing I say is going to affect how your cows give milk. And there's no way, you know, you could say something and my grass isn't going to grow. We're fine. Just throwing shit out there. Like, what do you think? That cloud looks like a teddy bear. What do you think that is, you know? I mean, I don't know. I can't be wrong. We're just sitting here, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing going to happen, right? So sometimes I'll talk to people. They get agitated. I'm like, hey, if I... If I turn my head slightly, you're not going to, like, strike me, are you? Because <laughs> I know I kind of, you look alarmed, right? I you look like some, you want to hit me. I said some shit that kind of shook you, right? Uh-huh. It's all right, you know? So, I don't know. And I don't know what I think, right? I don't know. Because I think all kind of stuff. Could it be Nibiru? Is there, is there aliens that come around on another planet? You ever look at that, Nibiru? It's good shit. It's like Anunnaki stuff. They're on another planet that comes around every 4,500 years on a weird destruct cycle. Hmm. Looks like a scarab. It's red. The gods live super long on there. Huh. Yeah, not that one. You never heard that. No. Sitchin. Yeah, that's no. weird stuff. Bellicopsky, I haven't really dove that, you know, I haven't gone that way. You know that's I mean? that's a neat one, too, because it goes into that people were created as like a slave species by the gods and not just God. And the Adam and Eve story is just one chapter in a weird story. And these gods, if you start looking into the nature of God, that's a whole nother weird thing, right? Ishtar, Anana, Diana, it's like the same God goes back and they say, oh, the Romans and the Greeks adopted each other's gods and changed the name. Goes back to Sumer, goes back and goes back and goes back. They change the names and you can find places where it's like the Aztec God looks just like the Egyptian God. The dragons that move around the world, the number of toes on the dragons as they move around the world is really strange. Uh, similarities between all religions as it passes around the world in a pantheon of gods beyond one that humans were created as a slave species to mine gold hence their obsession with gold hmm. some of the cuneiform text um, 
in clay and cuneiform, if you look at the way it's written, the dots and the, the angles and the dashes, it kind of relates to the way the rods and the cones in your eyes see light. So, I mean, believe me, this stuff's not just like something I made up one day. Like the level you can go in to study why language looks a certain way, why some cultures count to 10 and why some have a word for 12, you know, to show the nature of 12, mm -hmm. 48 stars. I thought the other day the United States had 48 states on the contiguous nature, which is divisible by 12, which is some gematria stuff. If you're familiar with that, that could make you go mental, gematria. Like I, I know about maybe what you'd call like sacred geometry. Geometry is like every number, every word has a math to it. So words mean stuff. So you could do like a secret decoder ring and the word stories in the um, news have, if it has this number, like 44 means death or an end and this means that and sevens are more holy and just weird stuff like that, you know. 9-11 pops up a lot. Dates when things happen through history other really weird rabbit holes you could get through, you know, or go into, like uh, when they burned uh, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Remember when that supposedly caught on fire? They burned it on Easter, and it, it burned, right? So the building, it was a building that was um, built supposedly, I don't know, five, six hundred years ago for at least four centuries. It was lit only with fire because they didn't have electricity supposedly because Ben Franklin wasn't flying his kite there yet. So um, while they were lighting it with a billion candles, no problems. Modern era now, they're fixing it with all the technology that the people that know the earth isn't flat and they've been to the moon a billion times, they were fixing the building because we're so wicked smart now and they fucking burned it down. And they weren't even using fire, just some electric light burned it down. And while it was on fire, there was a news lady saying, yeah, it was an accident. I'm like, it's not even burned out yet. Like the guy hasn't even gone there to show that it's burned out yet. And it was Easter. That was like before the pandemic. I don't remember the day exactly. I remember that happening, yeah. But it was like super like just kicking the nuts for people that like religion. Like, ha ha. You know, and however you want to put it. And somebody points out, if you look at the rabbit hole, somebody compared the size of that. Like, I think in an uh, encyclopedia showing that it was the same exact size as the Lusitania or some giant ship. And the same, it like sunk on the same day as that got burned down, like on Easter. So there's a picture of it overlaid over that and just how numbers repeat. Hmm. So then you could freak out and say there's societies that are doing this, but you could look at it too and it's deeper than that. I mean, like... It's the, it's the self-organization. It's the, you know, not, spontaneous yeah, order. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that humans are able or that... The Fibonacci sequence... Have, it I just mean, keeps repeating and yeah. it shows the nature of the universe. Not that it forces it. Could you push it one way or another? Sci-fi stories like that, and there's a bunch of them. The Butterfly Effect. Um, Isaac Asimov Foundation Series. There's one where... Um, they come up with the idea, I think it's called histrionics or something in this book, where if they collect all the data that's available in the world, they can predict the future and guide it, possibly in key events. Some are changeable and some aren't. You know, and then if they pushed it at that time, they could, you know, change the reality. So thinking about your heart as a toroidal field that puts off energy or puts out the reality bubble that we're talking about, the first ring around us, or the first level of control or consciousness if they can jack your emotions in the lower realm and wreck your ideas in the upper realm what you project 
could be a false reality that somebody else is constructing to run through you like a program in the matrix to build reality through you. <laughs> so think happy thoughts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the flow is what you're teaching. Mean, that's, that's all I can figure. You, but. Just, you can't, you can't go to, you can't bow to the bad thoughts. I mean, that's, you know, so. You know, something that I, I get upset with all the time is you hear, I mean, all the time you hear like sort of the degradation of our ancestors in terms of, um, people assuming that they knew so little that they, that they were so <laughs> back backwards and, yep. you know, un evolved and, and unintelligent and it's like that's so fucking arrogant to think that we got that much smarter in what is the blink of an eye evolutionarily speaking um, you know in the last say two to five thousand years you think we just you know we started eating bread and we got smarter I don't fucking think so it's no. like it's I get I talk about getting agitated when people make those false kind of assumptions about hunter-gatherers being these ignorant savages, um, it pisses me off because they weren't, man. You know, like, they probably understood things in ways that we don't. And, you know, I lived in Utah for a while. I don't know if I ever told you that or not, but, the, you know, the park that I worked in, we had all these old petroglyphs, you know, carvings yep. on the wall. Very interesting stuff that's hard to understand you know some you know 20 foot tall uh sort of angelic demonic uh alien looking yep. figures shadows if you will and, yep. and you can't help but think that they carved that because it was real in some way carbon carbon rock is hard and that's a massive thing to undertake yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, some hard. Of these, it's not like you just fancifully doodling you know i mean no, you it probably... takes focused effort for months and months these yeah. petroglyphs that you're talking about they're all around the world you know and this uh -huh. is another thing the connection of things around the world so these petroglyphs are all around the world they're in sheltered locations and they um there's a channel that i like it's called magnetic reversal news and also oppenheimer ranch project uh, there's this cat diamond that's on there. That's pretty smart, dude. He's not into flatterer stuff. He'd be mad at me, right? But <laughs> I don't care, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's into sustainability and like uh, geo greenhouses, undergarden geothermal greenhouse using earth heat, yep. sustainability, a lot of neat stuff, earth cycles. And Grand Solar Minimum is a big topic, you know, which is Are we about the to get cold? sun's energy and how that works and how that affects everything. Right. Planetary alignments, whatever you're looking at up there, you know, whatever it is. As they hit certain alignments, we're going into alignment that's like from AD 79. And um, it's it's like a war type thing. And it's does as the it's wet, it's raining all over the planet right now. There's a few channels that are covering it. Um, any city that you've ever heard on every day on the news there are floods that the video would be epic except it's not a popular topic right now they don't want people concerned about that they're trying to push global warming which is your fault just like carbon dioxide it's all your fault and um, we're gonna make you pay more for everything just for breathing just for breathing and that's with the mask and they just can't get over the same damn thing they want you to shut up they want you to pay more they want you to suffer right 
And if you keep giving people your power, I mean, they'll never stop. You can't give you keep give more lunch money every day and the bully leave you alone. It's never going to happen. You just got to just take the lick in and just stop engaging. Just you, you got to let go of that whole thing. So, um, I, dude, it's it's not going to be like that. And it's sad and it's hard to tell people that because they've been believing that. I mean. I, and I try to tell people, um, so imagine carbon, di- carbon dioxide is plant food. Yep. It's plant food. There's barely enough carbon dioxide right now on the planet. Pollution is awful. Sulfur dioxide is terrible. There's a lot of stuff that's really bad. Carbon dioxide is the breath of life. It's necessary for the planet. To get people to try to ban it is is beyond insane. It's just so horrifying that it makes me recoil and I say okay let me go with your premise I believe carbon dioxide is is a problem in our realm and it's all my fault because I talk too much (laughs) I'm making all the carbon dioxide way more than I should you've gone over your daily allowance say say like just (laughs) cut me open right so it stops right just end it right a sacrifice me if that will sequester the carbon of my body yeah whatever it is right right? i mean so if i pay more money somehow like and i gave you the dollar bills what do you do like make them into a buddhist prayer flag and fly them in the wind or do you light them on fire with little prayers Sorry, we wrecked the planet. God will try to be better this time. And I'm by God, I mean Lady God. Sorry. With your giant God thingy or whatever, right? Uh, how does it make the world better by paying more money for carbon? I just don't understand like how you could even make people believe that, that are poor already. I just don't understand it. It's horrible. It's just horrible. It's like, you know you guys are like mice voting for cats, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're fighting the other mice. Because mm-hmm. you think the one cat, like, I don't get it. I just, uh, I'll never get it anymore. And it's just, it hurts my head when I try, kind of, you know? I do know. (laughs) I do fucking know, man. Like, that's the hard part, man. It makes it hard to, like, relate to people that are just willfully blind at times. Um, It's like a different channel. Like, I don't have to agree with everything you say to be capable of having this conversation, but I just know there's so many people that would, like melt down and, and run away from a conversation like this there's a know? bunch there's a bunch of points right where it's like what it's like yeah that's well, that's the not the anger don't have the anger like what I'm telling you is like you don't have to believe anything I want if you can produce everything you want like all the stuff in the news now oh they're gonna make you do this oh they're gonna make you do that nobody makes you do anything they give you choices and they scare you it's like you're on a big scary ride right I mean mm-hmm. just turn the thing off you don't have to be terrified no more talk to your neighbors they're nice I went to the store today. I took a basket of kids with me. I took two of them, right? Because mm-hmm. they were little. They were running around, you know? And I'm trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So I took them into Aldi with me, right? Because I needed to get some food for them. So they're in the basket. And you can do anything you want anymore. And the pastor were like, Sir, you can't bring kittens into the Aldi. That's unsanitary, right? I could have went in there with no shoes. Oh, you could have gone in there, filled up a cart, and walked out. Nobody cares anymore. It's yeah. like it's all the way over, right? But what I did with that was I walked around. People were like, kittens. They were like, wow. They smiled. People were happy. I was yeah. like, wow, I said, pet them if you want. You know, you want one? It snaps them back into a reality. No, I don't want one. Do you want six? And they yeah. were like, for any second, you're smiling at a happy little creature that's ready to go, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, for me, my line was like, 
I said, yeah, I said, I probably shouldn't have them in there, right? But um, I have to get milk and cream for them. They don't trust me to get the right stuff. It's <laughs> a good you know? line, yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, what do you say to that? Yeah. I got 17 more comebacks. Try me. Right, 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 right. Do whatever. How right? long do you want to talk here? Yeah, <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> That's good shit. So I think I almost sold one, you know, or gave one like you sell. And I, there was a little Mexican girl crying. So I seen her crying and I showed her the kittens, right? Bam, she stopped crying. And then so I took them away. You know, so I talked to her parents for a minute, and it was funny. I walked away, and it just made me think, you know, oh, she was crying when I met her. She was crying when I left her. Yeah, no harm done. Oh, well. I hate to even ask the question, but do you think we're in a simulation? It's, um, there's a creator. I mean, there really is, you know, so can we affect it? Is it personal? Hard to say, man. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's the question. It's like often when you're presented with a question that seems to have a yes and no answer, when they would ask you these in school, the one that was annoying, it's like, do you, you know, and the, what they're looking for is what we've been talking about all day. If um, a tree falls in the woods and nobody was there, does it make a noise? Remember that question? Mm -hmm. So there's no real right or wrong answer to that right right does the question make you mad does it make you mad or are you certain it's this way and are you mad at the one that's certain it's the other way does it make you mad it's that's a lot of what it's about so if a tree falls in the woods and you're not there to hear it yeah I think it makes a noise if a tree falls in the woods and you're there just like a ripple in a pond, if there's a stick in the way, it's going to make a different noise because you're there in the way, breaking the frequency as it passes you. It's going to make a different noise. You're there to observe it. You're there making your own noise because you're a frequency. What you are is a frequency. You're a pattern. You're a, I mean, that's what describes us, you know, so that's something else that I think a lot and that's been trying to break stuff down you know we're not just a list of our actions from birth to death that's not what makes us you're not some scroll that goes into a library when you're done and that's your contribution no, but we're responsible for that we certainly are responsible for all of our actions but I don't think that's what makes us because we're moving through the same circumstances as everybody else so you could say you're doomed or destined or fated to repeat the same actions of everybody that's ever gone before you. You have to. But how you handle it is your frequency or your note or your keynote, your specific frequency, like the keynote speaker and it's talking in a room, you know? It's these terms, you know? That's what you have to give, you know? I'm thinking about smoking some weed here. Is that what you've been doing? Pretty much. Pretty much? Yeah, it's, I, you know, I used to joke about it, you know. But I, I find that that's another interesting thing, you know. Here's another interesting thing I could say about the substance, right? So for years and years, I would do really hard labor with people. We could be 20 hours into a day. Well, we've been pretty abused. We haven't been fed well. We've been doing really hard labor in the rain, in the sun, mm -hmm. being underpaid, 
you could go take a break and smoke a small bit of a plant and have to tell the person with you not to smile when you go back in front of the slave master because it's going to look weird to them. Mm-hmm. So what is it about some kind of plant that a couple of hits off it could make you smile in the face of basic slavery or adversity, right? Some virtue to it, you know? It's funny because there's been some negative press on, on the stuff more lately. Um, because I think some people do maybe over who, who am I to say you know I've gone through periods where I've smoked a lot of weed right now I'm kind of in a period where I smoke some weed right but my relationship to this plant is hard to describe and it is almost it makes you wonder where it came from you know there's a lot of plants that I've like almost don't have seeds, like a banana is kind of one, mm. pineapple, some of these other things, like a pineapple grows from the top of another pineapple, it dates to some of these plants that sometimes people look at and wonder, you know, is this from a star or from some other possible thing, you know? And some plants have a burr, like a mechanical thing where the seed will attach it to yourself, or mm-hmm. other ones have a seed and a delicious fruit that you would eat and then excrete in another place, you know? Um, a lot of these, uh, the cannabis plant, I mean, it plants something in your mind that makes you carry the seed and care for it. I mean, it has the ability to infect the host, affect. Well, so there's this premise that there's only three types of relationships in the natural world. There's the relationship known as predation, you know, between a predator species and a prey. There's parasitism, you know, parasite host, and there's um, symbiotic mutualism, which yeah. includes symbiosis. Symbiosis, you know, I, I would have to brush up a little bit, but it's kind of like there's multiple types of uh, mutualism, and yeah. symbiosis is one of them. Um, you know, symbiosis is when both parties benefit from the exchange. Like equal, more equally. Yeah, but there's also sort of more neutral uh, relationships where maybe one benefits but the other one isn't harmed so it's not predation but it's still mutualism it's a it's a relationship in which you know nobody is hurt at the very least and um, it's kind of like when it comes to the weed you could you could you could debate is it parasitism or is it mutualism um, in my opinion like corn is more of a parasite than cannabis Corn has, has done an amazing job of basically becoming the dominant species through negative effects on the on the user, if that makes sense. You know. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of strange. I mean, where you see it pop up. I mean, the different plants, the the nature of plants as they travel around is another thing that's been kind of. It's I don't think it's real accurate. You know the where things pop up. You know. There are plants that show up in places where they shouldn't. Easter Island has some weird plants uh, that are sort of out of place, so a trace <laughs> civilization as it's moved. They have plants on Easter Island that come from uh, Lake Titicaca, the same reeds that they make uh, like boats and stuff out of. I mean, some weird kind of stuff like that, you know? Um, Even the concept of agriculture, you know, I mean, one of the ideas is that agriculture, all agriculture was started just for alcohol. 
I mean, all grain cultivation is for alcohol. And it's for beer. And beer <laughs> or alcohol is just another way to store energy for a long term. And you could scoff at it and say, oh, it's for everybody's drunk. It's like the worms or something could eat the corn. And if I make it into liquor, it's good for other things. And if you, could, you don't have to become a derelict with it and harm yourself. You could use it to extract essences from other plants or medicines or many other things, you know. It wouldn't have to be a, you know, a bad thing, you know. It's just how you use it, just like all tools, you know, complaining about anything, you know. A way to pick up knowledge, a way to dispense knowledge, uh, a gun, a, a knife, whatever it is, you know. So, systems are systems. So there's another big, big word, systems, like, God damn, it's, it's almost like I was listening to some people talking on a show recently and I just wanted to scream like systems, systems, like, because they just were so close. They're, they're talking about government and the economy and people and the intersection between these things and kind of like they're, they're, they're really trying to get at the root of things. And it's like all of it is, is systems dynamic. Yep. And until you reconcile the fact, and I think to me this is the ultimate like simple truth that systems are infinitely complex. Therefore, we cannot understand them, but they self-organize. Yes. And and it's to me it's almost like that's where it gets religious because it's like you have to have faith that without our direct control these systems can work. Yeah, because again, like things don't work by force. So if you don't accept things, and that it's really hard to force a population to do shit that they don't believe or want to do, they won't fucking do it. it managing how poor or miserable they fucking are, if they don't believe it, it won't fucking happen. Managing behavior is a motherfucker. Yes. Which makes me wonder, you know, when it comes to these ancient structures, you know, pyramids, massive, these things that took generations to build. Was it really done with slave labor? Without the without the ability to kill in mass like we have now with guns? I you know, it's I almost find it hard to believe that the, the pyramids were built by slaves because who would who would do it? I just as you see what we've been going through for the past few years, you could look at a, a slave I just don't see people picking cotton with chains on. I just really don't. I just don't see that a gun and like that uh, like Cool Hand Luke thing happening. I just don't think shit happened like that. I just don't see it anywhere in history. I think the best slave is a missionary who fervently believes what they're doing is the truth and is helpful for society. I mean, this is way more powerful than somebody that is just being forced to do stuff. So if you could force people to believe other things, this is... Uh, David Icke is another cat. You ever hear this cat? He, like, he gets downgraded because he talks about reptilians saying that people are all run by lizard people and lizard people. I've always, I mean, I hear people him, make right? that comment and I always assume it's more of a metaphor than a but, literal um, thing. And that's one of the things that they'll kick the guy about, right? But some of the good stuff that this guy pointed out is um, problem, reaction, solution. Mm -hmm. So this is something that all governments use. They create a problem anticipating the reaction ready with the solution mm -hmm. which is what they had in the first place in mind 
So instead of just saying, hey, it's going to cost more for everything and you guys are all going to stay in your house and shut the fuck up, right? Oh, we're all going to die from bad air. What do we do? Save us, Daddy. Okay, well, it's going to cost more for everything and stay in the house and shut up and do what I say. Yes, sir. Will you save me from bad air? I don't know. Do you think I could? If you do, then yes. Until next time I tell you to do some other stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing after a while. And then, so as you get older, imagine you get older, right? And now you're not as pretty, right? Now you look funny. Now you don't use the same right words to talk to the next batch of young people, right? I've already had some ism or an is to something pushed at them a lot, saying, yeah, you're old. I don't want to look like that. Why your hands are lumpy? You look weird. You sound weird. And then you start knowing a lot of stuff. And you find it hard to keep focus. And you jump from topic to topic. So you sound like insane. And you don't care no more. So you say like stuff like, yeah, I don't care what the shape of the realm is, Ron. What? You don't believe in NASA? Not really. You think like Nixon was talking to people on a telephone that were on the moon. Like my phone doesn't work right now. <laughs> it doesn't work right now. It doesn't work under leaves when it's wet. He was talking in real time to people on the moon with their picture of the moon behind him on the wall. Like talking to him like mystery date on the phone and people believe that that's real. It's, it's campy. They had what a 12 volt battery up there on the Landa to send it back. It's, it's just, I don't know man. It's okay, right? There's so much neat stuff with frequency, like that you can get lost in these weird things. Theremin, the theremin thing, right? It's the antenna that you put your hand on, it goes woo, right? Okay. It's that instrument. So this was a Russian guy that made this stuff, worked for the KGB. The first time they made that device, it's sound activated. It's a sound thing, like a wave that's interrupted by the magnetism of motion passing by it. So you hand it the magnetic field of your body. The one lower hand will make the, the pitch and the other one, the frequency, lower or quicker, right? So people are like, woo, woo, woo. there's good vibrations and all that weird stuff, uh, sci-fi, okay. music. Yeah. So that was um, the audio warning in the KGB building when you walked in, whoop, whoop. They didn't need a camera yet, just they could do that. So then this cat with this technology gave um, a crest to the president when they came of the United States, and it was a wooden thing with an eagle in it, and inside it just had a sympathetic metal diaphragm inside it that would vibrate at a known frequency. So it was an unwired microphone. And all they would have to do was aim a laser or an optic device at this or be able to view it and they could see it vibrate and the vibration rate optically worked as a microphone. So they could or beam the frequency that was sympathetic to the microphone into the room and they could hear what the president was saying. So you could wiretap without wires. You could make things just like a, a, a tuning, two tuning forks together. You hit one and the other one will begin to vibrate sympathetically next to it. Frequency translates like that. So these cats did that so that once they figured it out, they would like build windows with another window over it so you couldn't aim a laser at it. You could look at a window on a building. Right now we're talking, any of your windows, if you aimed a laser at it, you could hear our conversation optically from the vibration off the glass. It's just waves, mm -hmm. you know? So they wired a building and you could wire buildings knowing um, the rebar through the building. You, it's, it's wired, it's just, you could pick up, it's, you could mic the whole room, I mean, through just the wiring. My friend in the 80s bought 
uh, light bulb that you could plug into a socket and if it was on the same circuit as the VCR that you had in 1980 without any other wires except your VCR being plugged into the wall the light bulb was a LED camera that would shoot in the dark and it would send the picture through the AC circuit to your video camera from 1980 from Best Buy from uh, whatever that other place was uh, it was all right? like analog but I mean it just went through the wires yeah. you could send all the signal right now through your wires so they talked about doing that for a while so as they took away the signals from TV and radio the UHF and VHF they took back you could put like your house Wi-Fi on UHF or VHF and your personal house Wi-Fi with the same wattage will go 50 miles when just like oh it does it cuts off outside my house it's like yeah I know so there's so much stuff with tech that goes beyond. It's insane. And if you start looking to it, like if you just turn off like YouTube and other things and just start looking at patents and looking at stuff, how tech works, I mean, that that's just another distraction <laughs> from the demons that'll never give you rest. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a big like <laughs> sort of movement against, you know, like young people are getting sick of being tech, tech addicted. It's bad for you. It is bad for you, man. Um, you know, look around. I, you know, I, I kind of shun a lot of it myself. Not all of it, clearly, but, uh, you know, I like old school, man. But then yeah. again, you know. This operational? Yes, sir. I'm going to have to use it when you're yeah. done. There we go. Possible cause. Door or not? Looks like not. I don't give a fuck. It's not raining in So I almost envision it, um, let's see if I can describe this while I have it, but uh, I almost imagine it, so like I described that flow chart where you've got the bar and ideally you're a smooth wave pattern sticking mostly inside that flow bar, but let's like almost imagine that there's a greater like consciousness that we're all connected to on a spiritual level and it's got its own flow. It's this river of consciousness, and sort of if our flow overlaps with the flow, we are in peak experience. We are we are resonating with the general vibration. And if that is the case, you know, I I imagine like just this pattern in my head of if you had, you know, eight billion lines on this massive graph and you saw the general wave of the general consciousness flow and along the way you see people spiraling off at different points into states of depression and suicide yep into states of mania you know mania uh you know crazed violence yep uh and are either killed or imprisoned or whatever and as this as this pattern kind of unfolds it looks like a like a fern or like a leaf or you know like 
everything, I think every sort of um, action, reaction, every systematic uh, occurrence can be envisioned in a natural pattern of some kind. Does that make sense? Uh, recognizing, you know, recognizing the wave or the flow state that you're in, you know, I, I think is important, you know. I mean, I didn't used to see it like that. I saw things more in a straight line and then thinking about that more, like knowing when you're in a low or in a trough to hold your breath and knowing that it won't be forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Helping to encourage people that it's, you know, when you're at a low cycle, you got you can't give more than you have or you'll perish. And that's a selfishness thing to be able to preserve yourself, you know. Well, knowing when you're in a, in a spiral. Yeah. In a... In a in a pattern of getting stuck in that depressed or anxious state. Yep. It's like that you have to recognize it and break it and get back into your flow. And I just, you know, it's like, I think that war is one of these things where people break off in mass into this state of anxiety. And what, what can we do, but just slaughter. And it's like people, you know, it's, it's hard to, Except that people are capable of that. If you've never seen it, you know it's that's a massive confusion, and that takes a minute to get that whipped up, you know. But it it's always been. It's not so much hatred of the other as much as protection of those you love. So it's fueled by love. It's so twisted and horrible. Yeah, it's so fucked up. But that goes back to um, I don't think you could chain somebody with chains and make them work it, but you could chain them with love. And they'll never break the chain. People, it's when you chain them with like things that they let that's dear to them. You know, they they won't break it. They'll willingly be slaves forever. They'll be confused, but they'll be very effective. You know, because you found their weak point. They've shared their trauma with you, and they're not willing to let it go. You know, Uh, people that you love aren't yours. You don't own them, even if you vow to protect them with your life they're not yours you know so it's uh i don't know man yeah the the it, it's a trip the the war thing too you know is um the story about the sumerians and the ancient gods um in with that, in some of the oldest stuff they describe, that's like some of it's with the Nibiru thing and coming from another planet to get gold to fix their planet. Kind of a lot like uh, the first Superman where he's flying down and they're sending them to fix the other planet and that shit, you know. It's kind of that story. And there's a god from their planet and like two brothers come down and one's in charge. It's Enlil and Enki are the two gods that um, start with this old Sumerian story. Um, Enlil is like the eagle and Enki is the snake and these two symbols um, go through cultures over and over again and um, where they turn up in the different parts of religion the snake often is shown as evil but it's also shown like the World Health Organization is a flat earth map with the uh, dagger stuck in it and a snake coiled around it it looks like cobra Mm-hmm. Looks like a G.I. Joe evil symbol if you look at it. It looks yeah. insane. It's like these are the guys in charge of our health. So does the medical staff. Um, the Caduceus has um, the one uh, staff and it has one snake going around it, and the other one has two the staff of Hermes, which is Kundalini, which is showing the, the three pillars of the body or Kabbalah or the tree of life or a lot of these other ancient mystic schools. 
where it's showing energy flowing up and flowing down. And the up and down pillars are the pillars of energy that are present on the earth. And the middle pillar is man. That's you trying to be in balance in between these other um, energy flow things. It's described in every culture. It's described a billion different ways. Feminine and masculine, male and female, moon and sun. I mean, it doesn't stop a lot. And then other cultures describe it. Even comedians. There's a comedian, Patrice O'Neill, right? He's this black comedian from Boston who's perished from diabetes. The poor guy. He was already fucked because he was a black guy from Boston, right? So, And he had an Irish girl's name. So, you know, shit wasn't easy for him, right? But he would point out, he's like... um, men give love and women receive it it's receive and give right it's the male and the female it's the point and the not the point that shows man and woman all these different symbols you know so there's confusion a lot for people you know because I think they're looking for a woman to give them love or comfort and that's for a man to give and it's not sexist and it's not misogynistic really you know it's just it's just the nature of it. It's masculine and feminine. And it, it, it doesn't mean, you know, that women can't love, but... Well, I've almost thought about it at times, like, the job of the man is to love the woman, the job of the woman is to love the children. Yes, and that's the order of God, right? So there's, like, the Jesse Lee Peterson. Other people will point it out. It's God over man, man over woman, woman over children. That doesn't mean you force them and make them do stuff, but you're responsible to lead them. So if shit goes wrong, it ain't their fault because they're stupid. You didn't do good. So then that gets over all that victim shit. Oh, why me? Why did this happen? And again, that's one of the first things I said is I'm, I'm, I'm glad I made it here with my wisdom. I'm glad I made it here with all the blows, with all the shape, and that's come at me from every angle. And I filled this cup, and I'm happy to drink from it. I will. It's not bad, you know. It's I don't. It's not like I don't understand why it's here, you know. So I mean, a lot of the stuff that you experience, you're making it, you're shaping it. You want a beer? I'm still pretty good. All right. You, you know, keep, you want to keep going? Could it be better? I don't know. Where are we? I mean, we're happy we're here. I, right? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy. We, we're at two hours, and I want to keep going. If you do, I'll show you where you can go from being super happy, right? I mean, where do you go from here? What do we do with people around you, right? I mean, again, it's like it, consider what you're saying when you speak. I mean, what are you really trying to get across to people? I mean, do you want them to feel better? Do you want them to be better? I mean, just. The selfish thing is another thing that I really think of, you know, like, if you try to do good for other people, it doesn't always work, you know? And if you think you're going to sacrifice something to yourself and you use that word even in your mind, I sacrifice, I sacrifice, you're supposed to sacrifice shit. So if you sacrifice something for somebody else and they don't understand or it doesn't go the way you want, since you use that word... Do you believe you? You know, like if somebody's told me that before, I was like, did you use the wrong incense? What kind of goats did you, were the goats pure that you slotted? Mm. Uh, the goat already, that goat had sex once? Yeah, that's not a good offering. Yeah, because like, you know, then I would joke this too with people. I work a lot of outdoor concerts, so I'd tell people, you know, you think it's going to rain all day? I'm like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, probably. 
why do you say that? It's like, I planted some seeds this morning, and I prayed to God for rain, and I guess he likes me better. <laughs> yeah. Then I would say, what kind of incense did you guys burn when you prayed for dry? Because God favored me more. Which is an insane way to fucking be, right? Can't think that, you know, so... But people do think that. Like, you can't just pray directly for, like, God give me stuff, right? So you, if you're going to pray, and prayer is real. Like, for you to, like, but prayer is more like, you know, you talk with somebody and you hope that stuff's better for them. You tell them, call me anytime, right? Seriously, you know? Cool, call me. I want to help you. Let's talk anytime if it'll help, right? Can I give you something? Take something, right? Whatever, I got tons of stuff. If you need a job, I don't know. I can only, you know? If you really mean it, you know, that's prayer, you know, it works, you know, when you put good intention with some of your power, you know it works. Placebo effect. This is a provable thing. This is for people that sell drugs for money. They're not faking stuff. They're not selling stuff on feelings. They can uh, bad feelings to make you feel like you need some stupid Yeah, shit, I was going right? to say, I mean, it depends on whose feelings, but I But the placebo but, effect is real and they test yeah. it, right? Like if they just tell you that this shit makes you feel better, then it will. So if the placebo effect is real, which is prayer, that like, hey, we want you to get better, and this thing I'm going to give you, like the flesh of Christ or the blood of Christ or mm. a Tylenol, <laughs> whatever it is yeah. that you think is going to make you better, is going to work. So the flip side of that is um, I can tell you you're sick, you're very sick, you're very sick. Oh, my God, you okay? You don't look well. Wow, crap. You sound funny. Yeah. Works too, if you believe it, right? I figure a lot of people made themselves sick uh, throughout this past couple of years. It was an excuse, you know. Uh-huh. It was just another excuse to let go. You could have, like, this excuses you can accept in a lot of things in your life. And people, like, uh, giving money is one good way to feel like it's an excuse. Well, I paid money. Yeah. And you might have said it before. I've said it. You know, oh, I paid extra money. Remember that they got you for birthday that cost too much money? It's like, bro, just give it or don't give it. It's a gift. Shut up. Stop talking about how much fucking money it costs. Right. That you cry more. That's more sacrifice talk. Or a little language you want to work. I sacrificed. Oh, what happened? You burned the offering. It didn't work. Well, fuck, man. I don't know, right? So, yeah. what's God supposed to do? You know, it's like, God <laughs> God seems fairly hands-off to me. You know, generally speaking, it's kind of like, what should we do? You know? But I suppose, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, you can go deeper with it, right? Because then there's like, oh, God is love. Well, if God is love, why is this two words? Are right. you God? Right. No? Right. Well, if you're not God, do you love God? Yeah. Okay, well, how can you love God if God is love? You're not God. Oh, <laughs> you're twisting my words now. It's like, well, there's two words, right? Like, if there's a word red and blue, is red blue? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's just... With the anger, right? You're stuck now. If you can get rid of anger, then you can talk about the fine points of the word, you know? You remember the, that guy on the sidewalk yeah. saying, you know, yeah, I remember him saying God is love. And if, if God is love, then what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm supposed to be love. Yeah. Which I kind of like the way he phrased it. Uh, he was an interesting cat, man. It was funny because it was almost like we had, an, we had an intention that day of doing a podcast. Uh you know, and it worked in a way, and it didn't work in another way. But it's like it worked one way or another. Again, you know, what are you gonna do with stuff? I mean, you can't can't force stuff. You that know? was a that was yeah. I that was I think pretty cool overall. I you know I wonder how that guy's doing because um, I think he was having a hard. I don't know. 
He's he's this one, moment, one of many people that's just not. There's some not moments doing well. in life that are pretty shit, man. I mean, they yeah. really are. I've had some moments that are pretty crappy, and I kind of quit watching cartoons. I really don't. I'm not too entertained by them anymore. But I remember a, a line from The Simpsons that still stuck with me, and it's still it's so cynical and crappy, right? It's like when Bart had just been like just had the shit kicked out of him, it was just like the worst day of his life, and that's the worst day of my life. And Homer, instead of consoling him with something, he said, "So far." So far. So far. Where it's two words of consolation. Yeah. It's like, there'll be worse shit, bro. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's funny and it's comforting, you know. I mean, there was some point in my life, and I, I don't delight in the suffering of others, but I saw a kid fall off his bike, and it made me laugh because I realized that's all you're crying about. You'll be fine. There'll be so much worse shit from that. And it was almost pleasant to see the innocence of small things compared to what could come later, right? It's just, it's a weird feeling, right? It's not like, oh, look, the poor kid's in pain, ha, 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 right? It's like, oh, that's nothing, bro. You'll be fine. Dust that off. You're fine. I saw a video of this kid falling off his bike and gets up and dances. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's way better, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, I, you know, I think the whole, like, pick your own a- attitude pretty much is solid like that's what the stoics were all about I don't know man like I don't know if we're living in a fucking goddamn snow globe simulation or, a, or you know somebody's Xbox or <laughs> or what but it's a personal experience man I yeah. mean the stuff too like with light and how light's transmitted and what you're looking at and then looking at stuff above you and with intelligence and consciousness in the upper levels right it's another thing that, you know, gets me and fractals is part of it and yeah. Fibonacci. So you could look at the Fibonacci going in and in and in and you look at that and so you could look at a microscope and look at a dog and then there's a flea on the dog and on the dog on the flea there's a, a, a louse and then a mite and then a microbe, and then on that you zoom in more and there's a whole nother landscape going on there, you know? So people know that and they can accept that. With a microscope you could see seven to nine or I don't know how many levels. Somebody could tell you probably with a bow tie probably knows. I bet it's sixty six point six or some other number based on Satan or some other scary thing supposed to fuck people over. Everybody's fine with that, but you're like, okay, so the scientists looking in the microscope, right? Looking down at eighteen levels down. So how many levels over can we see? Are looking down at us of intelligence through whatever device they're looking at, down at our size from another plane above. Would that be planets? Would that be luminaries? Would that be stars? So they're bigger than us. We don't understand them. We can't comprehend them. Are they conscious? Are they alive? Are they affecting us? Are they observing us? We're observing them. We believe we can observe things that are smaller than us because we have the technology for it, you know? We have the technology to see further out because we don't understand what we're seeing, therefore it's not alive or conscious because it doesn't react to us what if at best it's indifferent to us what is infinity then right what if the big bang is just one bang in the cycle and then it does the bang like a piston at the top and then it retracts and then it does a suck and then it bangs again and we only see one spot on the thing right the universe breathes and it doesn't just keep expanding out and spinning and spiraling what if it <sighs> How long does that take? (laughs) 
Like, I don't feel any better after talking to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, imagine living in my fucking head. My poor no, wife. I'm my kidding. poor fucking wife, right? Poor yeah, thing, you know? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, 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 I really think it's... <laughs> I like it's a it's a brain tease. It's a it's it's fucking interesting to ponder shit, but at the same time, it's kind of like at what point do we even give it the time of day? Hmm. Um, it's it's just when people ask you to pay more money for stuff that wouldn't matter, like air, like bad air that they're gonna do yeah, stuff. Once well, it starts doing that, that, you're gonna say, "Look, bro, this sounds way crazy. You guys can keep like wasting money on rockets and stuff, but I'm not paying more just for air. We can't burn wood no more and like." You guys know, like, electric cars, like, work on nuclear power and coal, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if and, you think that, rare, like... rare earth minerals. Yeah. yeah, like, they're just, like, just nothing but slavery. Like, everything's made out of oil. I mean, so when you burn wood, right, when you burn a tree, you're burning sequestered sunlight from previous cycles. Right. And even if you believe we're on a sphere with sort of an open system I mean that's the sunlight that was trapped earlier you're not making carbon dioxide you're releasing it that was stored earlier I mean it's not there's not really a way to add or subtract stuff from the system by us being here we were created by the system as well unless we were placed here by aliens uh, you know and then how are we in any way able to be more micro active, bioactive than any other life form on the planet to wreck its chemistry. It, it doesn't make sense. That's one thing that don't make sense to me. Where the vacuum of space meets our atmosphere, that's another one that don't make a lot of sense to me. Sort of that, that transition point. How would that be? I mean, there's a vacuum. The vacuums are held by like a, a, something, a dome. I don't know. I don't know it's either. Just, <laughs> just another weird one. I don't know. <laughs> You're a curious motherfucker, aren't it's, you? You know, people have gone around the world a lot of times east to west, right? There's been a bunch of people do that. That was Columbus. Columbus discovered that the world wasn't flat because he went from east to west. It's like, I can sail anywhere in the world. It doesn't prove it. The The compass we use is a magnet. It doesn't really show direction. It shows magnetic direction, which isn't exactly north to south. And I, I don't know. The north could be the center, and if everything just revolves around the magnet that's at the center anyway, because the compass always points north, then if it's flat and it always points north, then you just sail east and west, and if it's always pointing north, you're just going to go in a big fucking circle. Nobody's ever went around the globe north to south, ever. They've gone east to west a billion times. Nobody ever went from pole to pole, Hmm. ever, ever, ever. Supposedly, you can't fly over the south pole because it bothers the penguins or something, the stories just never end. It's crazy. It always involves Nazis and aliens and really stupid, weird shit. People went to the South Pole and they were like, wow, at the South Pole, there's everything we would ever need here. They went there right around the fucking World War II and they said, wow, there's uranium, coal, everything. There's everything we would ever need here. Gold, just unlimited, fresh water, everything, right? Let's set up a mutually agreed science post where all the countries that are currently at war We'll all live in one little house, like where two people from the same nationality, if they were married, would fight in a little tiny house. But these are countries that are currently at war. We're just only ever going to do science here. And even though it's a giant-ass place where nobody's ever going to go except us scientists, right? 
We promise that we won't ever despoil it. We'll show you pictures of penguins fucking around, polar bears, and every once in a while we'll show like whales ripping these little penguins to death to traumatize the shit out of you, right? See these cute little fuckers? Yeah, if they ever try to leave fucking Antarctica, ah, they get ripped to fucking shreds by this fucking whale, right? Don't you ever try to go there either, right? Because you rub a boat, yeah, the fucking whales love those too. They think they think it's penguins, right? So they got this crap going, and they say, um, so now that we're in this place doing our research, while if we ever have a war, we promise never to despoil this virgin land. We'll only have wars ever where your mom and dad live, right by your house. Like, we'll bomb the shit out of your neighborhood or some other people's houses or some city you've heard of. We'll wreck that shit, but we will not ever despoil this virgin Antarctic wilderness, right? It's a weird story, right? And it's been that way ever since. Oh, Ukraine and Russia are fighting each other. Not down at the South Pole, they're not, and not in outer space. Hugging and kissing, studying science, writing National Geographic fucking articles. When they're not showing black ladies with big pointy tits, well, they're in outer space, they're in Antarctica. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, man, it's just weird shit that should just, like... I don't You're know. making me want to go to Antarctica and, I'm find, I'm and not find sure. the South Pole. It, you know, this stuff, there's all this weird stuff. I'm telling you, there's like the flight logs and you should be able to fly from South America to South Africa, but the flights go to London first. And it makes more sense on a, a different shape map. I mean, it's really stupid shit. I mean, don't lose sleep over it. Super don't matter. I probably right? won't. I probably won't. Super don't matter. But it goes back to like science and stuff too. And it just don't even matter. It's just super don't matter. But... People used to believe like the shape of the earth and they predicted all the eclipses and everything, you know? And you can still do it the same way and yeah, I don't know, but then then there couldn't be the Nibiru and then but what's space? It could be underwater. People look at shit, the stars sometimes and they say they look like um frequency underwater. I mean stars don't look like most of the stuff you see, like pictures, those cool like black light pictures, those are pictures, those are drawings. It's not a picture out of space. So the other one that bugs me is the James Webb Telescope or any of the Hubble. They've, I've just like one time, if this thing can take a picture of 80 billion miles into space, right? How far is it from the Earth now? 6,000 miles to 80? Not billions yet, because it's working. Turn it back at the Earth. Point it at the globe, zoom in so it looks like a ball. And then zoom right in until you're right at North America and you're looking at me and I'm down there in Indiana and I'm waving at you. Hi, right? You can see my hands vertical and then zoom back out till it's a ball again and then zoom in on the bottom to Australia or China or wherever's the upside down part of the world and show me an upside down fucking guy. I'll shut the fuck up. We don't have the ability to do that though. I never see pictures of the earth coming back. I see pictures that they show from the space station. When they show the space station picture, for some reason they got a camera out of space and it's flying on one of their things, but there's always a piece of junk in the way. Right, there's like to show you that, like, yeah, it's stuck to the space station. See the, how this thing is stuck there? Like, cause this thing in the way, it's like, you couldn't put the camera somewhere where it doesn't pick up the fucking solar array. Why do I gotta look at that? And it's always a fixed picture and they never turn it around. There's a thing in um, uh, film and doing studio stuff, it's called the fourth wall. Right. The fourth wall is where the cameras are. Right. So there's never a fourth wall in any set. That's where the guy is taking the pictures, right? So, I want to get on one of those things where you ask the question to the astronauts. Hi, this is Greg from uh, Mrs. Maycumbus, third grade class at the Hosma <laughs> Elementary. Um, yeah, um, Mr. Astronaut Guy, could you just take the camera, like ask the cameraman right now that's shooting you, 
could you just have him just like take the camera just like you do in the ball or whatever that globe earth you keep spinning around in your hand could you just have him spin the camera just 360 real slow just to show the whole rest of the little spaceship you guys are sitting in just real slow for me because I'm sort of retarded mentally and physically because I'm from Boston and I sound like a douchebag so just real slow right for the rest of the class could you just show me the whole little the cube thing or whatever you're in and then the feed would break or something probably, right? Because I don't know what they're in, you know? But I haven't ever seen that. It just seems like simple stuff, you know? You know, I have no problem, like, letting letting you <laughs> voice all this. I, I don't, like, this does not embarrass me in the slightest. I don't give a fuck. Because it's like, it's like, it's like, dude, honestly, more and more, I just think, I think everything is bullshit. Like, everything is such a lie. Everything, everything's a lie. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt you. I'll doubt you. I'll doubt you. I'll doubt you the same as I doubt anything. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just stuff I saw, just stuff that I saw that somebody put in front of me on a screen anyway, right? I haven't been to space. How would I know? Mm -hmm. This is more stuff could put me there just to fucking wreck my life and uh, disenfranchise me from others, right? It's just what do you do with the information? Do you care? Do you believe more? Do you waste your life bothering? It's just, I I look at images uh, of stuff so then it made me revisit stuff when Elon Musk uh, shot the Tesla car into space and it was supposedly going to shoot it to Mars. In the red car was a guy in a white Michelin man suit. And it showed that after it shot out of the rocket flying by the moon. And the image I looked at, it's like, that looked ridiculous to me. It just didn't even look... Didn't look real? Believable at all. And it's like... What'd you do to the car to make it go up there? Nothing. You didn't do something to the tires. It's a vacuum. The tires don't explode in a vacuum. They define what regular. There's not nitrogen in them or something else. What's the guy in the suit? Who's in the suit? Is, did you, you didn't have to do nothing. No, it's all fine. You don't have to do nothing in space. Didn't know. No, no. But the opening sequence of the movie Heavy Metal, that's a cartoon, okay. is basically that in reverse. It's an alien that gets shot out of a rocket in a red car with the white suit and he lands on the planet carrying this glowing green object called the Lochnar that's a ball of pure evil that moves through time and dimension. It's quite a neat movie. I've seen the... Is it Heavy Metal 2000? No, that's the remake it's, of okay. Heavy Metal, the original. is good, right? Okay. It's got like cartoon boobs and stuff in it, you know? So it was a pretty... It was like a late night movie. It was a pretty cool phenomenon back in huh. the 80s when it was made. Huh popular music from it you know to like rock music set to a movie there was a bunch of these you know American pop uh, there was a few of them there was one that even that uh, Brad Pitt was in Cool World Ralph Bakshi I think was an animated for some of these all pretty cool I mean all kind of neat um, blends of animation and people you know interesting alright I was going to say just Brad Pitt's voice or yeah no. No, it was kind of it's a mix it's some yeah. of it's people and some's animation it's weird you know huh. but there's there's a bunch of this that was a popular genre for a while and it's interesting the topics that pop up you know that are treated in cartoon and other sci-fi you know a lot of the same stuff you know energy giving credit to energy laughter dispels a lot of stuff I mean laughter I mean demons cannot stand mockery they just can't take it when you mock them. They don't mind if you mock yourself. They don't mind when you laugh at people when they get hurt. But when you laugh at evil and stuff like that, it really riles them. 
Well, that, like I, I just kind of like formulated a question in my mind of like, you know, if nothing, if everything is a lie, then like what is true? And like, I think what's true is what, what makes you smile. What like, yeah, you know, like resonation, right? Res- what resonates yeah. to make you smile? Uh-huh. How do you keep your frequency pure? I guess. Or how do you keep um, knowing that what you're resonating is from your pure thought and emotion? So you're making a reality that you want to live in and share with us and others, and it's not being negatively affected by some misperception or misthought. It almost makes me think again about the word faith, and like um, instead of worrying about knowing it all, accepting that you don't, right? Accepting that you never will. Yep. Accepting that shit is outside of your understanding. Uh, you know, it's just like. And that's not always easy to do, man. I, I, I'm like, I want to, I want to find the truth. I want to grab onto it, and I want to ride that son bitch as far as I can. And maybe, maybe that's the exact, the exact thing I'm talking about, right? Yep. Getting into the flow, grabbing a hold of truth wherever you find it, and fucking riding it. And uh, it just, you know, it is hard to not get angry. When, it's necessary. When, I mean, the yeah. truth is, and, and the methods and the modes, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's just when to give out information, you know, how to store it. I mean, and that's like the purpose of when you speak. Like, what are you trying to tell people, you know? Right. What do they need to hear now? Because you can't hear a lot of stuff two or three things at a time. It's hard to hold a lot of stuff in your head. Yeah. And you know some thoughts come to you. I mean, they're divine. I mean, light is divine. The time we're going through now, I've heard people describe, you know, even as the, the power of the sun gets weak, literally more cosmic rays come in when the power of the sun weakens. The magnetic power of the sun shields us from stuff from space, if you believe in that, or however it might be, right? It's just other energy comes in. And there's people that talk at this time... When you're absorbing this stuff, evolution happens in leaps and bounds, and it happens quick. It doesn't happen slow. So evolution, as they describe it to you, is not a lie, but the time span is a lie. Well, that, it did blow my mind learning when I had you know, some ecology classes where, um, yeah, ecology recognizes generally that there are two sort of gears of evolution. There's fucking... Uh, gradualism and then what they call punctuated equilibrium now like some extinction level events. that's i mean and not always extinction level events but uh rapid changes in ecology for whatever reason i mean according to the general story we're told there were there were moments of change of like chemistry in the ocean and like atmospheric chemistry that allowed for spontaneous evolution you know sort of rapid growth and that's that's just a theory like anything else, you know. But uh, it seems to be observable in the fossil record, in, in in essence, that there have been multiple points of punctuated equilibrium. And you know, that I I one of the first episodes of the show I did, I hit on that topic um, of you know I think we're living through a time of punctuated equilibrium, and hopefully it's not extinction level, you know. <laughs> but it. Uh, Culturally, it might be. Power comes from the sun, you know, and um, the, the sun, when it's going through these different phases, uh, as I've looked at some of these cycles or things, I've looked at people, the uh, Oppenheimer Ranch guy, and other people describe these solar events and alignments and some of this stuff. I mean, it's kind of... When 
like people, it's measurable. Like when there's energy coming off the sun, there's more earthquakes. People have heart attacks. I mean, there's measurable stuff that happens. It's predictable. It's kind of trippy, you know, and it's, if it's happened many times before and people know it and it's in the record, there's things like mud flood and um, vitrification or old buildings that have been melted or turned to stone or mountain ranges that walls out of place, megalithic architecture was one of the things I was looking at before the pandemic. Um, the profundity of it um, and it's the same kind of stuff uh, cyclopean blocks super big bigger than people can move now fitted together with the same kind of joinery and all of these sites that are old if you look at them the best construction is on the bottom and it's bigger and it's better and always under it there's something older pyramids of Egypt under the pyramids there's a vast um, underground complex there's a foundation and it, it extends for miles and miles and there's older and older stuff and there's deep weird stuff under it there's pyramids all over the planet uh, there's pyramids under the water in Cuba I mean and they talk about it there's pyramids that are 90 feet under the water in Cuba that are giant it looks just like an, it's the Aztec and there's ones that are in Thailand that are just like the ones in South America. They're exactly symmetrical. And they say these people had no way to uh, talk to each other because they didn't have boats yet or something. So people that can build pyramids can't float in a boat to another part of the world. Where right now if I got in a boat as a rich guy and I had a sailboat and it was well stocked with food and the sail broke off, I could float in that hull anywhere until it landed. So why couldn't somebody have done that as a culture years ago? They could build a pyramid, they could build a coliseum, they couldn't build a boat and come over here. What we've been told about the founding of the earth, the discovery, it's, it's ludicrous, it's nonsense. Another one that's um, profound, that just is race theory. I mean, like what, how the races originated, let's, but what they teach you in science is that all the races originally were black, lived in Africa, came out of Old Divide Gorge, they found Lucy, the first thing that went from a monkey uh, to a hominid. We were all black, we all lived in Africa where it was warm and as we migrated out of Africa slowly as a species, uh, some of us went further north. The further we went, the longer we stayed there, we lost pigment, we became whiter, taller, stretched out, hair, everything changed, all the color of our skin, all these different traits. And these people went off sort of up to the left, you know, as we look at the globe. They became those white Nordics. Some of the other ones, they went up and they still went away from the equator or they went away from Africa. And as they went up, they turned sort of yellowish, became the Asians from their directional walking as a race, is how it's described as they were leaving. I don't know if it's the speed and the race mm -hmm. or if it's how many participants you have in the race that describes the literal shape of the color of people describing that color transition or shift as they move. So some of these yellow people, as they move to that region, there was a time when the oceans, I guess, weren't as deep and the Bering Land Bridge made it possible for the yellow people to come over. Some of them hooked another left. They turned a little more whiter, kept their Asian features, got a little fatter, but the pigment got whiter. The rest of the yellow folks that went down the coast to the right, hooked the right into the Americas, 
turn sort of reddish. And then some of them went down a little more, and then that's how we get the shape of the earth. Like, so the further you walk from Africa, you could change your color by how far you go. And I guess the further north you walk, the whiter you get. So, seeming like the further you would have to walk from where you originated as a species, having the most active walking habit as a race, I'm not sure why during the Olympics that the whites don't score as good, except in skiing and stuff as the blacks, right? I don't know if it's because they save their energy from just staying at the equator and not wasting all their strength, just turning all the different colors of all the other races. But that's literally the theory I was taught, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't think bluebirds turn into cardinals at some point in their evolution if they just fly more. Nobody ever taught me that about how bird species evolve. So I'm not sure why that would be a thing with human species. Seems very odd to me. Just some of the stories I'm told about race theory. I love all the colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's awesome for people to have. Right now, what we're being taught is that, hey, you know what? As long as you guys all think a lot and you do what you're told, it's okay to be whatever color you want. You know, it's like, I was fucking born this color. Thank God it's okay to be that, right? By your behest. But what if I don't fucking think like you? Now what? So it's kind of been saying what we're being sold, right? That's what diversity is. Diversity of color, but not opinion. Well, diversity of color is obvious and apparent, and it's going to happen anyway. So they give you that, but you don't get to have the other. It's like, again, there's, when you're presented with two choices, they're usually both shit. And there's a third or a fourth or a fifth one not even being presented to you. <clears throat> so that's a lot of the science that we're told, right? Mm -hmm. That's why maybe do I not, I'm not sure about the shape of the planet or if there's really space people up there or if, you know, there's a flag on the moon or whatever, right? It's okay. I almost think it's, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, I don't know anything really, but um, I almost think it's likely there was a period of time where people were globally connected long, long, long time ago. And then after some sort of collapse of culture, of society, of technology, of knowledge, yep. that we became isolated. And then what is known as basically just, well... The Renaissance. Well, I think well beyond that, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of years ago. I mean, it, people have been on this planet for at least half a million years, yeah. I believe. Um at least. But the culture only for a couple thousand is, what the, is right. what the consensus is. So if there was a mass loss of, of knowledge and of skill and of, of global connections, then these cultures kind of went through what's known as divergent evolution, where, you know, separated, you know, they, they evolve in different ways, different colors, different traits, um, by nature of being in a geographically unique place, you know, mm -hmm. this happens. I mean, it's what, it's what Darwin observed in the Galapagos islands, right? These, these islands being isolated mm -hmm. from the rest of the world had very unique characteristics, unique species. And I, again, I don't know, I don't know anything, but it's kind of like, I, I almost think based on the fact that we have those monolithic stru structures, mm -hmm that you're talking about um, these things that we couldn't do today with 
with our bulldozers and and you know cranes and everything, but they somehow did supposedly what five thousand years ago. Yeah, and it's like I just think the whole timeline is suspect, and the whole story, like you said, like oversimplified. It there's, just I think there's a lot you know a lot that we either don't know or that we're not told. There's really, there's really neat stuff about culture moving around and weird stories and it's where they make jokes about stuff like the Mormons you know like mm-hmm. believe that they're like a branch of uh, Isra- Israelites that came here and they had ancient cities and there was stuff written on golden plates and stuff like that and um, Indians do write stuff on copper plates and they did mine metal so it was a lot of stuff that and Indians all have written language all of them did they're like, oh, the Indians didn't have any written language. It's like, well, that's a great way to say, like, you know, wipe people out and take this stuff because they're stupid, you know? So they were, like, autistic, so you killed them all? That doesn't sound really awesome. This is something I thought about the other day before I came over, right? And it's like, um, so in the Civil War, right, the South were the assholes, right? Mm-hmm. They were the racists, right? Bad guys. They were the, the wrong guys, right? So they lost, right? So why is there still racism? Because they lost, right? They were the bad guys. So, why are we here now? You tell me. They were fighting the U.S. government, those guys. Yeah. So right now, all the new people that hate the government and abolish the police and everything, are they the South? A lot of people are... uh... I hear a lot of people bring up the Civil War like, hey, it's not as black and white as y'all fucking were told. You know, yeah, slavery (coughs) was a part of it, but it was also, you know, it's almost like a federation would have been better long term. A lot of wars um, is to do resets, and it um, removes the old history of a region, and then you move people around that weren't from there. Mm-hmm. And you put them in an area that's been depopulated, and you give them stuff, and you tell them just shut up and toe the line, right? Are you happy to be here? Yes or no? Here's a whole city full of new stuff. You're the owner. Get to work. So, and then it displaces people. Then you get orphans. Then you get people you can use as commodities. I mean, and then you have disenfranchised people. And if you just keep shuffling people around the world, and keep them mad at each other, I mean, it's that. People are really easy to control. It's it's super unfortunate, you know. And we don't keep track of our own history hardly. No, they just keep yeah. kind of wiping it out, you know, and people allow it, you know, because it's racist. Racist means you would keep track of your tribe or whatever it is you think. So think tribalism more than racist, because racism is silly. If I describe that thing, and believe me, I like all the colors. I love the diversity of the world. I shop it. Uh, I, I'm barely white. My parents are from Syria. I mean, <laughs> I got my ass kicked because I was the blackest person in Boston because everybody was Irish around me and there wasn't black people, so I just looked weird enough to get fucked uh-huh. with. You know I mean? Uh-huh. it's They're going to pick on somebody always, right? Armenians identify with um, the, their being slaughtered and massacred, right? A lot of them do. Oh, we got genocided before the Jews, and it was even harder, and blah, 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 and the Turks, and all this stuff. I don't identify with victim culture at all. I'm a victor, right? Tor, Tim, these names. Your ancestors. That go with it. I mean, Your ancestors survived. Everybody that's on the planet now was bred by a survivor. There aren't losers mm-hmm. here after this long, you know? Mm-hmm. 
that's, that's why I get upset when people talk shit about their ancestors. I'm like, I'm like, you realize you come from an unbroken chain of capable human beings. Yes. And if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. Yes. It's there's there's a lot and there's a lot of there's another good uh, thing and it's um, good men bring good men bring easy times that breed weak men that bring bad times right. that breed hard men that bring good times right. that breed weak men that bring it it just goes in a cycle you make it too easy for your kids and they let go and then it gets hard and then people rise right people right. rise and fall you know. We could all rise together slowly, or we could all fall together. It's easy to pull people down, right? I mean, that's the crab in a bucket thing. One crab almost makes it out of the bucket, right? And then the other crabs grab my leg and pull them back in, right? So we're all just at the same miserable level, right? Or we could slowly pull each other up. And it's at the point in your life where you look up something shitty about yourself, you'll let other people slide too. And if you make yourself, and that's where you have better enemies. So you can't have little chinks in your armor. That's where if you fill your being with light, there's not a room for the demons to come in. There's no room. There's not a little hole. There's not a hollow, right? Then you can fling stones. Otherwise, you just got to, like, be selfish. You can't go out there and battle, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not your job anyway, but you won't even have energy just to do the small battles. I almost think we should wrap it up there, man. That's where it's at, man. Save your energy, man, for those who deserve it, you know? Everybody deserves it, but pearls before swine means it's not what they want. Like, if you think you're going to help them and you throw something down and they think you're trying to help them, they're going to break their teeth. They don't want knowledge. They want slop, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Doesn't mean you're better. We're not better than anything, you know? Nobody's better than another. I agree. I agree. You got to... You gotta let people be ignorant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's you don't know what their journey is, you know. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I'm not sad, I don't regret any of the mistakes I made, so I can't regret it for others either. They gotta make them to know it, you know. I just I don't know, you know. Yeah. That's I I do know that, you know. We're born alone and we die alone, you know. You can feel sad when others die, you're just sad because you miss them, you know. And it's you're going to be there when it's your time, you know? Well, Greg, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's kind of like, I, I, it's, it sounds like a sad conversation, but it's not. It's just the truth. It is. It's not sad, man. It's, it's real, you know? Yeah. Without something to balance things against, what's happy? I mean, there's people trying. They're taking medications like crazy. Big shaker bottles trying to feel even, even static, mm. even not dead, but it's still, right? could be described the same way, right? Well, you know, this this guy that wrote, that wrote about flow theory, he said something to the effect of um, the moment someone asks you if you're happy is the moment you cease to be so. Because you can't be happy and be conscious of your happiness, like at the same time necessarily. It's that state of, uh, you know, you're just being, you're yep. just being. And it's almost like when you look back in hindsight, oh, wow, like I was happy then. But at the moment you were just doing it. You're just rocking and rolling. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming in and talking, man. I Always do. fun. Yeah. Put her there. Right on, man. There you go. <laughs> we'll sign out on that one. All right, man. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you.
go to easypeasygardens.com and hit the donate tab. Send us whatever you think this show was worth to you.